The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Welcome to another edition of Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. C.C. Brooks back with you alongside Bonehead. Hey, Bonehead. What's up? Hey, I don't know. I'm still... Is everybody's juices flowing now? Hey, I am still riding the high from Saturday night up at East Bay Raceway Park. I had a great time up there with everyone and uh, Ken Kenny and his crew with the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series up there. And I had a blast. And I just want to send out a personal thank you to Todd and Al and everyone up there at East Bay had a great time. And uh, thanks so much to uh, Rick for letting me start the United Dirt Late Model race. I had a great time up there. Did you get dirty? I definitely got dirty, Rob. <laughs> had a good time. And by the way, Sean Smith says hello. So uh, that, how did Sean do in the race? Uh, Sean ended up finishing sixth. Sixth. Yeah, and uh, he had he had a pretty nice he had a pretty nice run. Um, I also got to meet um, uh, Keith Nospich and uh, hang out with him back in in the pits for a while. And uh, the saw, catfish. And yeah, and uh, saw Johnny Collins and spent some time with him and his wife. And it was just a really nice evening up there at East Bay. The, and the stands were full. It was a great evening. Yes, and... Uh, oh, and by the way, a lot of people did ask where you were. Let's see, so where you, was I? You, I was, were, you were missed. I was actually back here in uh, Charlotte County, and uh, I I didn't even make it to the races over at Charlotte County. I was My plans were to and had some uh, personal issues come up. But um, I would have loved to have gone to the race. I'm sure it was a good race. You know, uh, it always is at East Bay. East Bay is a great place. Um great facility great um track surface as long as the tide's up and it, it was and and the, the track surface was really nice and nice and by the way daryl paget had the fast time saturday night and how many did they have show up oh i believe it was 40 45 in, 35 35 showed up and um it was a great race you know 24 took the took the field for the feature event and Congratulations, of course, going out to Josh Peacock, who won the race. All right. So did Bubba actually show up here? Bu- yes, Bubba. He Bubba did was race. There. Did he race? Uh, he didn't make it into the feature. I t- told you it'd be tough for him to make yeah, it in he, there. He had he had some problems. 
And well, I didn't get a chance to meet him because by the time the race was done and I went back into the pits, he was already gone. Hey, if you want to meet C.C. Brooks, you got to at least make the show. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, I ran into Rich Pratt. And uh, how did he do in the race? Did he have a good race? I mean, did, did he make it in the show okay? Um, I'm sure that he did. Let me see. I don't have the finishing here. order here in front of me. Rich seven. Pratt finished seventh. Yeah, right behind Sean. Ah, okay, well, sounds like that you guys have a good time. Speaking of finishes and stuff, I heard that uh, Bone Man Rex Hollinger uh, won his feature race in the mini stocks in uh, Orlando. Did you hear about that, Jack? No. Yes. Congratulations, really? Congratulations. Bone Man. <laughs> Bone Man. I bet he wasn't expecting that. But uh, that's right. You, you made the headlines. You probably make the headlines in Orlando, and you made the headlines right here. And now, it was a busy weekend for Roger Krause. He finished ninth at the United Dirtlight Model Race at East Bay Saturday night and finished second up in Ocala wow. on Friday night. So he's he was moving around. the open-wheel modified race. And I hear there was some excitement Saturday night at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Yeah, cars with, crashing with, up. And then there was the uh, uh, to-do up on, with the fast trucks. Yes, I heard about the little things that were going on but yeah we're going to have steve darvalix who was actually awarded the win in a truck deal uh on and uh, scott lombard who will fill us in on all of the <laughs> all the happenings full moon shenanigans all right. down yeah. there. shenanigans that's what it's called yeah the uh yeah you know that was the probably i asked ken about it and he he tended to agree ken kenny he'd be on with us here in a little bit but that was probably the most exciting ending if not race it was definitely the most exciting ending to a United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series race this year. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was that last five laps was yeah. crazy, wasn't it? It I was. Mean, it, was nuts. It, it was a real good time. Try, trying to keep up with where the top five cars were in relation to each other because they were in the middle of fighting lap traffic. Right. And, yeah. You know, they have long green. Oh, it was crazy. long greens. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was crazy. Well, we're gonna hear from Josh Peacock tonight, but. Uh, He's probably not going to have the good story. All that happened behind him, but I guess if it was all that lapping going on, he had a lot of stories right in front of him. So uh, that should be uh, good with Josh Peacock tonight. Congratulations, him winning that race. Um, and you know, it was the first time I've seen uh, sprint cars on dirt. Oh. That was pretty exciting they, too. They have wing cars. Yeah, limited sprints, winged. Yep. Yeah. Well, so that's that's always exciting, you know. Uh, like you said, you know, it's a great facility, great racetrack. They definitely uh, know how to put the people in the stands <laughs> hey they got it priced right twelve dollars for an adult kids up to 12 free so no, you can't beat that nope did you get any of the beef jerky no i'm sorry no man, beef you jerky. gotta try that beef jerky sometime when you're there man it's really good uh, on the show the rest of the show today uh tonight today tonight jerry benner he'll be on with ron bouchard uh talking about the uh um reunion it's coming up okay ron bouchard you know he's a Multiple winner uh, in the Winston series. It's a sprint series today, but it used to be called the Winston Cup, you know. Uh, we're going to talk to him. It'd be nice to have a real race car driver on. Not that we always don't have real race car drivers on. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean some of this actually he's made a, a full-time living off of it? Actually, it's made a name for himself. Yeah. Yeah, in racing. and uh, He did it the tough way. We're going to talk to him a little bit about what it was like to uh, race then, and uh, we're going to talk about the reunion, obviously, that's coming up. Um, hope he knows the date of it, because I don't. <laughs> it's always like that. They don't ever tell me much. Um, 
You know, uh, a lot of issues going on right now. You know, uh, and we've been talking about, you know, the, the struggle with the uh, racetracks and the struggle with, you know, this, that, or the other thing. And, you know, another racetrack has come up to the end of its season early. And, you know, I even got an email actually on one of my MySpace. I have a MySpace friend that lives in Bronson. That, they tell me that the track is closed down in Bronson, and there's a sign up that it's for sale, and they really? got all their equipment out there for sale. And he told me that uh, he's like, "Oh, you know, we can't believe it. It opened back up, and it was running. And we were, you know, enjoying it. You know, the sad thing is, there's not a lot of people in Bronson, you know, really proper. But Gainesville's huge. It's not that far away. Um, but I guess that you know, uh, times are tough for track owners as much as they are for racers and people. So." Um, They've got it for sale or lease, and uh, we'll have to see what happens here in the future. Uh, you know, I, it's not an area that's going to be developed like houses being built or anything tomorrow, so I don't think that we need to worry about that. But um, it is a shame that yet another asphalt racetrack has, um, you know, gone by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And, you know, CC, I don't even know if the dirt would make a difference. But I tell you what, if they ever did put dirt around Bronson, okay, it would be a wild place. Really? It's like a bowl anyway. So, uh, but I don't know that that would make the difference right now. Uh, I think that uh, motivated track owners, I think, would be better than anything else, you know, uh, when it comes to Bronson. But like I said, if you've never been out to that area and see, it's... Uh, that's a great racetrack, and they've made a lot better place out of it, you know, um, since Mike Cope has had it. Um, now, you said it's it's close to, to Gainesville, which is a big college town. Yeah, I'd say that it's probably 30 miles from Gainesville, probably. It's about 15. Yeah. Is it it's only less. 15? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, see, it's even closer. Com coming up in, uh, in, uh, coming up in uh, February will be the second annual... Uh, Modified reunion and uh, at New Smyrna Speedway. And we have uh, Jerry Benner, who's the organizer for that event, and uh, Ron Bouchard on the line with us. What's happening, Jerry? Not too much. How you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Doing good. Uh, Ron, you there? Yeah, I got you. All right. Ron Bouchard. Now, I was just saying, we were talking about you before uh, we had you on, and I'm saying, you know, we got a real race car driver on tonight. <laughs> Not not anymore. Well, you know. <laughs> I used to be race car driver. But, you know, people can still turn on the TV and see you on there racing with those uh, ESPN showing all those races of the day. But, um, Ron, you know, uh, you did, you were at the uh, reunion last year, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was. And uh, did you get to talk to a lot of folks there? A lot of folks were interested in, in you and the other guys that were there, right? Oh, we had a great time. Uh, had a lot of great race cars, you know, uh, a bunch of them from the uh, vintage days. Uh, Bobby Judkins is 2X, and uh, a couple of Maynard Troyer's cars were there. Uh, they had a bunch of them, and it was a great time. I mean, there was a lot of people that come out and, uh, you know, talked about the old times and the old races that all of us went to. Right. You know, uh, now, Ron, did you, you raced a lot around here in Florida, didn't you? Well, I did mostly when I in in uh, you know in February we used to go to New Smyrna, and uh, you know then after that prior uh, before Daytona and stuff when I ran Winston Cup, 
you know, every winter we would go down and, and run a bunch of races there. And then, you know, be prior to that, we ran New England. Uh, you know, we used to race five, six nights a week and race all over the place. Any place where they had a race and they paid money, we were there. Yeah, how, how did it come about that you were able to uh, get into uh, the Winston racing at that time? Uh, what? How did that happen for you? Well, back in the, in the, uh, the early 80s, I was driving for... Uh, a guy by the name of Bob Johnson, and uh, we had a modified, and, you know, we had won races all over the place, and, and uh, we decided to part company, and I started to drive for Bobby Judkins. And in that in that period, uh, Bob Johnson ended up getting a job uh, working on a car that uh, Harry Gant drove for a guy out of Connecticut, and, uh, you know, they were quite successful for a couple of years, and Harry ended up uh, taking a ride with, uh, with, with in the Skull Bandit. People probably remember that number 33 car. And uh, Harry went there, and then I had the opportunity to drive that car, and those guys would call me, and because I drove for Bob Johnson, uh, you know, he wanted me to drive that car, and that's how I ended up driving that car. And uh, we had a lot of success together. It was a great time. Yeah, I mean, you had quite a few wins in the Winston Series, didn't you? Yes, I won Talladega and had a number of seconds, thirds. Uh, you know, we used to always say we talked our way out of a few of them. But, you know, we weren't the top-funded race team, and uh, we always ran good. I won, you know, half a dozen Bush races. Uh, we used to have a Bush car, too. And, uh, you know, I won Darlington three times in a row. And You know, we had, we had a great time, and it was a lot of fun and met a lot of great people. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't change that for anything. Well... Folks out there that are listening, uh, Jerry, uh, tell us about this uh, reunion, where it's going to be, time and frame and all that. Well, the uh, the plans are New Smyrna Speedway uh, on February 13th. Everybody should be able to remember Friday the 13th. I hope it's not a bad omen. But uh, uh, from noon to 5, we're going to have um, all the drivers and such from the Northeast and some drivers out here from Florida this year, I guess, are going to get involved. Uh, some of the late model guys that, that more you know some more of the locals might know, um, but we got a a real good head start on the, on the drivers list for this coming year. We're up to about thirty drivers right now. Last year we had about ninety, and uh, it's it's just been a ball talking to these people. I, I just spent the last two hours talking to a bunch of guys, and uh, it's great. Everybody's got a story. And it's fun to put together. Well, you want to rattle off a couple of the names? You don't have to rattle off all of them, but give us a few of the names of the people you're going to have. Well, um, one of the guys that didn't come last year is kind of a famous name. It was Wally Dallenbach is supposed to be coming this year. Yeah. Um, I guess Bug Stevens is going to come back. Ron says he's going to come, and Doug Hebron again. Um, I think we got a good chance of bringing Frankie Schneider this year. Um Buzzy Rudiman's supposed to be there. Uh, Leo Cleary, uh, Don Diffendorf, just got off the phone with him. Uh, God, the, 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 the excitement is still going on. Uh, the people that I've talked to have been have been uh, real, real pumped up since the last one, and they're ready to go to another one. Now, what kind of events will be happening during the reunion? Well, it, it's not a whole lot of event stuff going on. It's a lot of meet and greet, and you know, uh, Jack brought the radio show last year and did a lot of you know, driver interviews and that that type of thing. Uh, one of the things I think I'm going to try this year, I came up with an idea. Instead of going through the standard questions to everybody, um, I'm going to make kind of like a wheel of fortune type of wheel in the background, and the drivers will spin for their own question, and 
Uh, some of them are going to be kind of oddball. Uh, tell a story about when you had trouble with the tech department. Uh, tell us a story about when uh, the, 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 the holler, the, the trailer fell off the ball at a hitch on the way home. You know, a, a traveling story. Uh, who did you, who is a, a person that you made friends with in racing that you wouldn't have had without racing? Different things like that that would just get people to, to think and come up with a uh, maybe a story or a, a personal recollection that, that might mean something to everybody. And one one thing about that event, Jerry, is there was plenty of stories, as, as both I'm sure you and Ron could attest. There was there was no shortage of stories, and uh, uh, it was I'm not sure how many of them were true, though. Yeah, but it was uh, it really was one of the coolest. Of course, I I didn't I'm not from that area. I didn't really know much about it. I was just a, sort of you know an outside observer to the whole thing and. It was really amazing to me to see the emotion um, from not only the former drivers, but the people in their 40s and 50s who were fans of a lot of these guys. And I know Ron's not that old, but you know what I mean? A lot of the guys were in their 70s and 80s, and it was a very emotional thing for a lot of people there. Yeah, it really was. I uh, The way I look back at it is you know, these guys that, used to battle on the track and maybe throw some punches after the races years ago. Now they're hugging each other, crying, and going out to dinner. Now, is there a race... <laughs> I wanted to see at the end of all this. Is there a race associated with the reunion? No, nah, then they'd be fighting again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a race uh, for the reunion uh, group, but uh, we do have a bunch of the vintage race cars out there that go out and they do some track time. Uh, they got a good hot lap session last year that went over real big with the crowd. And, um, uh, of course, that whole evening uh, is the Richie Evans Memorial 100-lap race for the uh, Tour-type modified. Plus, they have the, the super late models and the crate late models and a couple other things. So it's a, it's a full night of racing and a, and a full day of fun. Well, and, and it being the Richie Evans Memorial, I mean, it fits perfectly with the uh, the theme of the whole day. Hey, Ron, you got a brother named Ray? No, but I have a brother named Kenny. No no Ray. No Ray. Kenny, huh? Yeah. Kenny he, shot. Yeah, he raced for years in Modified and actually uh, was the uh, Rookie of the Year in, I think, 1983 in Winston Cup. There you go. A family of racers. Yeah, all of us. Well, the two of us. There's two brothers. And, yeah, we raced for years, you know, in New England. And, uh, you know, when we go to New Smyrna, it's a great time because... You know, as you guys just talked about, it's, uh, it's Richie Evans' night. And, you know, for years, Richie and myself and my brother Kenny and Jeff Bodine and, you know, Charlie J and on and on and on, Bugsy Stevens, all of these guys, we all race together. And it's, it's a great time to go there. And, yeah, you're right, some of these guys are even a little before my time. But, it, you know, I know them all, and it's a, it's a great thing to go there and see these guys that sometimes you haven't seen over the last 20 years. So... It's a great event, and, uh, you know, a lot of fans come, and, you know, it's a great time. We really enjoy ourselves, and, you know, I'm always excited to go. It's, it's, it's a great event. Is there a website uh, that people can go to to check out information about it, Jerry? Uh, yeah, there is a website. It's a little bit a little bit difficult to write down, but it's uh, <laughs> basically www.modifiedreunion.homestead.com. 
uh, a little bit difficult, but uh, hey, Jerry, why don't you put a Google put, or something and just put modified reunion? It'll take you there. Yeah, Jerry, why don't you put a post on the message board, uh, the Real Racing USA message board, with all the latest details, and uh, we'll get Jane or somebody to make it a sticky so it stays right at the top up until the time of the event, and you can always add updates right there too, and oh, and and put and and put the the website address in there and everything like that. Oh, I'll make sure to do that. It's easier to go to a link to it than type it out for it. Yeah. Sounds like so. it. <laughs> Especially if you're a bad spieler like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a bad spieler. <laughs> okay, uh, hey, fellas. Again, I've got to give a, a, friend, a, a shout out to a friend of mine, Rex Hollinger, that uh, everybody knows him as the Bone Man. But uh, Bone Man is the one that set up the website for us. Uh, he's done all the work on it. You know, completely volunteer, and I got to thank him a lot for that. And congratulations again on a feature win the other night, Rex. See, <laughs> now he's got it from two of us. Now I thought I was going to be first out with it. Obviously, I was, and now you come out with it. And folks, we did not talk to each other prior to this interview. So, man, Rex, <laughs> you're really making an impact with that win up there in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't given to him either. He had to take that one. That's, That's what I heard. Well, that's good. I was glad to hear it. Uh, Ron Bouchard, it's great to talk to you. Uh, um, I hope to see you there at the reunion. Um, for all you folks out there that are listening, the reunion is what date again, Jerry? Uh, Friday, February the 13th, 2009. At New Smyrna Speedway. So uh, if you want to check out these guys that raced in the past and uh, are still around, you're wondering where they're at, where are they today? Well, that's where they're going to be on that day. Appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us on Inside Florida Racing. CC, anything? No, thank you so much. Well, thank you guys both a, a lot, especially you, Ron. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show and, and all your support last year and your kind words. That, that means a lot to me. Well, thank you, guys, and it was really great to be here. And I want to uh, uh, tell uh, Rex a great job because, you know, races to win are hard to come by. And uh, I want to congratulate him and uh, look forward to seeing everybody on February 13th. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. And- oh, I think we cut him off. They were saying something. Uh well, Rex Hollinger, man, he got it from me, got it from Jerry, and from the real race car driver, Ron Bouchard. Congratulations. You know, that's going to be a whole exciting time period because that should be right when the Winter Nationals are happening up also around the same oh, yeah. time at East Bay. Um, I was looking at the schedule for that when I was up there on Saturday because uh, already making my plans to be up there for the, the, you know, the Lucas Oil dirt laid model race like we did last year or this year. I think that uh, it, they definitely do it. At, at, the timing's really good for around that time where uh, they get quite a few people, you know, that um, know these names when mm-hmm. they see them. Um, you know, obviously Buzzy Rudiman and Bug Stevens and um, some of these other guys that they named. Uh, you know, Jeff Bodine, people who hear that name don't realize how old Jeff Bodine really is. You know, or how let's say it this way, how long he's been racing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Bodine raced through... You know, was racing before Mark Martin ever came around. You know, was racing before a lot of these guys. How, how long has Jeff Bodine been racing, Jack? Like, like before any of these guys that are. Long time. Yeah. Long Microphone. Long uh, time, long time, long yeah. time. So, there is a there is a photo gallery on Real Racing USA in our photo gallery section from last year's event. There's probably about 300 pictures of all the old timers. I don't remember how many. There's a lot of pictures of all the old timers and, and the fans and the cars and a lot of the cars that those guys used to race those kind of cars out there but um very we, uh, interesting we did manage to track down 
Josh Peacock. Take it away. Oh, wonderful. Josh, hey, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank nice you. to talk to you again. What a race Saturday night. Congratulations again on your win. Thank you. Thank you. It was uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now, those, the, the last five laps seemed to really get hairy there Saturday night with all the lap traffic. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty... It was actually pretty fun when you got a race car that was as good as mine was. And, uh, you know, at the end of the race, I think I might have been a little bit faster than Jackie. I don't know. You know, the light traffic helped me a lot there. And uh, he, uh, I guess he chose the wrong <laughs> lap car to go behind, and then I chose the right one. So, uh, really, really, it was a little hairy. Yeah, you guys were going at it uh, off and on pretty much the whole race. Yes, sir. It's... Uh, at the beginning of the race, I, you know, I thought I was setting a pretty good pace, so I took the lead, and uh, when he got around me, I think he might have found the rubber a little bit, you know, quicker than I did, and uh, I tried to just hold my car. I didn't want to, you know, run my tires too hard in the rubber, because last time we had a 50-lapper, I uh, burnt my tires off and uh, didn't have nothing at the end of the race, so I tried to stay out of rubber as long as I could, and then uh, I got passed by Widener, and then Collins got around me, and I uh, got a cost the flag and I got to go back in front of Collins and I said you know I got to go I just uh I started running in the rubber with uh Jackie and uh the whole race it was just you know the car got better and better and then lap traffic it uh helped me there at the end yeah it was tough stuff now you uh you pretty much put an exclamation point on the uh rookie of the year for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series with that win I mean you've been close all year but uh, you really had it together there yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty uh, happy about that. I think uh got two more races. I don't know how much points I gained on uh, Evan Beckton, but, uh, yeah, I've missed a few races this year, and, uh, you know, it sort of hurt me in the points still. You know, I didn't make the first two races. I didn't go to them, and then uh, I ran good and hadn't had the finishes I'd like, but, um, you know, last uh, Saturday night was, uh, you know, really helped me a lot there in the points. Well, you have a, a race coming up. What? Uh, there's a what is it, Jack? There's a race in Georgia. No, actually, the uh, canceled. We announced oh, that. Canceled? Yeah, that, that, no gas. That race is canceled. Okay, so then there's the, October 25th yep. at, at Cluiston. Cluiston, yep. Yes, and there anything anything can happen down there. You know, I don't. Last time we went down there, we drew pills for heat races. You know, and and I don't know if they're qualifying this time or not. But uh, if they're drawing pills, you. Uh, <laughs> You really need to draw a really good pill to start up front in the heat race because uh, that track down there, anything can happen. It's hard to pass. Mm-hmm. It's really, really difficult down there. Josh, one thing that we all know for sure is going to be different when we go back there this time. <laughs> it's going to be warmer. Yeah. yeah it oh, it was, that was, was a cold really night cold. last time. Real cold it, night. It was. It, it really was really cold. So hopefully it'll be warmer. That's odd. I'm thinking, what are they talking about? You know, and then I remember that was a pretty cold, windy night. That yes, it particular was. night. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was. Sandy pretty, night for you guys. It was pretty, oh, yeah. pretty chilly, too. Yep. Yeah. Josh, do you run a crate motor? Is that right? Uh, actually, I've been running uh, uh, a 362 East Bay motor all year long from Clay Ziegler. And um, I don't know. I just felt like the way the track's been prepared lately, I... Uh, yeah, I took my chances with a crate motor. I knew I had to qualify good, and, and had you have to start up front, and I won my heat race, which that was good. So, 
I ran with a Crave Motor 39. I felt like with the big spoiler and, uh, you know, the weight break you get and the way the track's been that it would help. And uh, it was uh, actually get it pretty good. So that helped save those tires you're talking about, right? Uh, no, the, the, the wings you talk about? No, the, the, the crate motors, that helps save the tires a little uh, bit? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it does that. You know, it's harder to spin the tires when the track gets slick, you know, and, uh, you know, when a track's heavy like it was in qualifying, you're, you're not going to be, you know, as, as good as they were like Keith Knowles, but I think he said like a 15.5 or something. You know, I don't, I don't see how you're ever going to get that, you know, that <laughs> quick, you know, when the track's fast, but. The way the track's been all year, you know, it's been fast, and then all of a sudden it's slick, and then, it, you know, it's just, it gets worse. And, uh, you know, I took a gamble. You know, I was a little worried about it when I got there because the track was so fast, and uh, I think they had the limited sprint. And uh, I walked up there to look at the track after they got out there, and, uh, man, it was black, and I said, man, we might have hit it tonight. And uh, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. It really goes to show you that, uh, you know, the, the difference in the setups and the cars and the motors, you know, because um, the difference between when you guys qualified and when you ran that 50th lap, <laughs> that racetrack had performed a whole so, backflip. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it got hard, and um, I think Al's been running, you know, uh, he's, I think he's had trouble with the track getting rough, you know, some this year with the rain and some in the summer. And uh, I think he's been really trying to pack it real hard. I think the little four-cylinder bomber, the little cars, the little tires, they cut the racetrack up pretty good. And I think he, you know, he's been trying to keep it where where it don't get rough. And so the last couple times I've been down there, it's been just really hard, you know. And he wets it, and it's a, you know, a good, you know, surface on the racetrack. And then all of a sudden it goes to hard black, laying rubber. So you know. That's just what you want with a crate motor. You know, you can roll right around there. You know, don't even have to let out the gas, really. Well, that's the high tides. You know, we've been having unusual high tides, and the the tide really affects the racetrack. Yeah, and uh, I think it was going out Saturday night at 7 o'clock. There you go. I I did look at that before I uh, made my decision, too. Isn't that funny? And he ain't talking about fishing, neither, Jack. We're talking oh, no. about racing. Oh, I know the yeah, game, man. The, 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 the local <laughs> racers know to check the tides for that. East Bay. <laughs> Josh, when you when you go back to East Bay, what uh, go back the same way? Uh, yeah, I think so. I have, you know, I don't know. I have, I don't know. With my race car, I've been struggling all year, really. You know, I've had a couple good races, but you know, I I, I don't know. <laughs> when I go to East Bay, I run a lot better with a crate motor, and uh, we sort of found a setup Saturday night that we like. And uh, yeah, I don't see any reason why we should go back down there without the crate motor. Where are you from, Josh? I'm from uh, Dover, Florida, right here, Plant City. So that's basically your home racetrack. Yes, sir. East Bay Raceway. Yes, sir. Right. And it was it was a great race, and uh, looking forward to coming down to Clewiston and uh, watch y'all race again on the 25th of October. It is going to be a, a good time, and then back up to East Bay, planning to be there on November 8th. Yes, ma'am. The uh, last race of the year for you, yep, you guys. Hopefully, we uh, run pretty good in the last two races, and. Uh, one rookie the year. Speaking of Plant City, how are the strawberries doing this year? I'm uh, doing pretty good. We uh, we're actually setting a few uh, berry plants the last few days, and uh, it's just now getting rolling. All right. Nothing like having the good strawberries from Florida, from Plant City. Uh, no, there ain't. No, there ain't. See, I'm from Tampa, so yeah. I'm... 
I've been to the festival. Exactly. You ever been to the I've, strawberry festival, Cece? I have been to the festival, yeah. Have you been too, Jack? Jack did is shaking his head, did yes. You, did you eat <laughs> strawberry shortcake when you... <laughs> at East Bay during the Winter Nationals, man, you have to. Yeah. Oh, yes, at East Bay. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. <laughs> That's a tradition. Well, Josh, congratulations. Um, I know it was big for you to win that deal because um, any win's big, you know, especially these days with the guys that you're racing against, the talent that those guys have, you know. Uh, yes, sir. all I can say. Congratulations from Inside Florida Racing. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you all having me. Right, well, thanks Josh. for joining thanks, us, Josh. Josh. It was really nice meeting you Saturday night. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Another winner. Hey, that's one yeah. thing that you can say about the uh, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. It's not that many repeat winners. Who's repeat? Johnny Collins, he's a repeat, and mm-hmm. uh, the other guy, right? Mark Whitener. Did he repeat? Ivan and Lloyd. They've won twice. Yeah. Did the? Okay. Well, I guess they have had no three-timers then. No. No three-timers? Johnny, Johnny Collins is three. Well, so Johnny's probably leading the points. I, yeah, he probably is. That's going to be my guess, but CeCe's going to check it out up. and find out. Um, hey, hey, uh, Rob, are you going to plan to come on over to Closton on the 25th? Of? October 25th. You know, uh, this month's tough for me. Um, this is the month I'm actually moving, so... Uh, you know, what sucks is I've got to move on the 15th, and I can't move in my new place till the 1st of November. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I got 15, 15 days in hiatus when all my stuff will be in three trailers. Wow. And uh, But, you know, I have not me living in a trailer, you know. All your belongings. All my belongings. But uh, then I move in my place November 1st. So uh, I've got to get situated. So who knows? Who knows? This this is the point as that- of... Yeah, the points. The point. The points. They're not have, updated yet. Yeah, they haven't been updated yet. But Johnny Collins maintains a 130 point lead. Yeah. Over um, uh, Mark Whitener and uh, Sean Smith has moved up to to third place after. Uh, all right. Showtime. Showtime's going to get him a win before it's over. Yeah. That's all I'm telling. You know, it was really interesting because Saturday night when I was back in the pits and I'm visiting with Sean and everything, he was telling me that he he wanted to take the challenge of start from the back. And go for the extra, and right. go for the extra money. And when they, when it, when we were all down on the track, you know, and Ken called for who wanted to take up the challenge, he was right. He was thinking hard about it, and then his crew convinced him not to do it. Well, if it's going to be your night to win, may as well do it from the back. Yeah, it's always tough though. Uh, I wonder what if Sean was still running his uh, national motor in his car because. That's that's the thing, East Bay. You know, we've talked to a lot of different guys there about what they run. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's why I'm saying that the series. I, I I really like a series that lets you run what you brung, and it seems like it works a lot better in the dirt. You know, where it's really evened up. You know that it just seems like it's evened up. You know, and and the, and the, 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 the fast guys aren't winning all the races, and the tracks are going to all these different tracks. So I hope they can continue to do this. I hope mm-hmm. next year they've got a full schedule and uh, they can continue to do it throughout the year next year. You know, when I was when I was visiting with Sean, talking with him, and we talked about when they came down and they battled it out on the asphalt at Charlotte, he said, uh, he, he goes, well, when are you going to let us do it again? When are you going to, you know, have us back down in Charlotte on the asphalt? 
And I said, oh, I'm sure they'd love to, ha- to have the series back there because the fans loved it. Yeah. He said that more drivers now are ready to come out and do that because they've heard oh, how they much fun everybody work. had. They figured it didn't work out that bad if there wasn't a caution. Yeah. <laughs> they all they thought know. they were going to tear their cars and, up. And, and all the guys had a good time that were there. So. Right, and we from what I understand, there's been a little bit of uh, interest in other asphalt tracks, and Ken's actually having to keep that at bay because they don't want a bunch of bunch of asphalt races but yeah why has, not i think you should go to every track in the state of there florida ha, there has been other uh <laughs> other but we have uh steve Darvalik's uh on the line he won the uh, truck race all right steve you the there crazy, the crazy truck race the yeah. crazy truck race uh congratulations steve for your win and welcome to inside florida racing all right how are you guys doing good doing uh, good excuse me you say congratulations for keeping your fans off of the track your crew <laughs> i mean your crew your crew off the track now Tell us, because, you know, we none of us were at Charlotte Saturday night. Give us, you know, your version of what happened Saturday night. Well, uh, I bet. It, was a, it was a mess there in the end. Um, <laughs> I was sitting right in the, the perfect seat, I guess. And uh, I guess uh, we picked a white flag, and the three of us were running pretty tight there. And uh, Ross uh, gave him a little extra push, and uh, he ended up spinning come off the two, and uh, they didn't throw a yellow, and uh, we crossed the finish line. He won the race, and I ran second. And uh, I think, I think, I guess they should have maybe left it like that, but they felt like they needed to penalize them after the race. So the fans weren't too happy, but it worked out for us. Well, I heard that's that's what I heard. I heard the fans got very up, got very angry. Crew members came down. I heard that uh, they think it was the driver Dean apparently was trying to climb over the fence to get at fans who were yelling unnice things huh. to him. I, it was quite the circus. I go back to what I said last week. They just should not even do those things at the finish line after the race is over. Take care just of it in the pits. Just go on down, make them go to the scales, get done down yeah. there, take your pictures down there, and deal with it later after the races if you want to have them come out. Then it doesn't affect the show. But let me ask you something. You were right there running with them. The guy got turned around twice. A couple different times because I know Josh was racing in there, and he got so perturbed with it he ended up pulling off the racetrack. Tell me what was going on there. Was the guy in the way or what? I I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't close enough right till those last couple laps to see. But it seemed like whoever got in the lead there just did the best they could to protect the bottom, and no one really ventured to the outside too much to get around them in the. It seems like that happens a lot down at Charlotte. I mean, it's a tough little bullring track, and uh, he's probably hit him a little too hard. Didn't mean to spin him, but uh, that's just the way it went. And they, uh, there was a, his crew. They were everywhere, and it was funny. After the race, we were in tech, and uh, they tried to come down there and say that, hey, we were just coming down there to get our picture taken, but uh, they weren't having any of that. But, uh, yeah. It was just a, a tough deal for the leader there, but that's how it goes. Yeah, um, it is a tough place. It seems to only, you know, if, if you're going to pass on the outside, you got to have a car that's just a little bit better than, in y'all's case, a truck that's just a little bit better than, you know, the guy on the inside. So yeah. uh, it does make a race for the bottom of the racetrack, and I think sometimes the track um, doesn't take into uh, consideration um, – 
And you know what? They changed their mind if they went for a ride with a few of us in the cars with us behind some of these people sometimes. As a matter of fact, we normally uh, we run DeSoto weekly for points. We have a couple trucks we run up there, and we have a, a third truck. That's really our backup for DeSoto, but when we come to Charlotte, we bring it, and uh, we've named we've nicknamed it the Brahma for the Brahma Bull for going to the bull ring down there. <laughs> Just a little bit extra tough. To, a little bit tougher bumpers. Yeah, yep. You know, and as far as their their decisions that they make, the the thing that you have to look at on both sides of not looking at it from the driver's standpoint, from say whoever makes the decisions over their standpoint, is they have to make a decision pretty quick. You know, after the fact, we can always sit back and we can make you know our remarks about what decisions they should make. And I wasn't at the track, so. I didn't see it, but I know me and CC we make decisions all the time when we go to the track and watch the races. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the track seems to make other ones. So um, I don't think I don't think the the guy could have made a right call for both of them. I mean, you yeah. can make everyone happy. So exactly. You just have to make the call. So I see that. Uh, so Chastain spun him out on the last lap. Yep. So Chastain took the checkered. And as he's going to the winter circle, the, uh, these guys uh, they, before swamp we the, the trucks. Circle, uh, my spotter had radioed me and said, look out, look out. That guy had turned around and started coming the other way. I thought he was going to try and take him out before we made it there, but Justine did a quick move and the guy missed him. But uh, it was pretty ugly down there, people yelling and I guess it made for good entertainment for a little bit, but... Well, were they actually going to go after Ross? Do they forget that, that Ross is a kid? When it comes right down to it... That's why they need to... He, Bobby, he's, if you're listening... He's, he's, a, he's, he's a minor, and are these adults going to go to try to fight a minor? I mean, that's yeah, just that, that's just wrong. Yeah, they, they need to do it behind closed doors if they're going to do it. Go in the pits and do it. <laughs> yeah, he, he might be a minor, but he's racing out there as an adult, and... I know that uh, he's just. I know. I don't think anyone had intentions of really hurting him at all. They just wanted to get their point across. Yeah. They just wanted to rough him up a little bit. Yeah. With their car. <laughs> uh, you know, it's uh, it's just one of them deals. You know, till you get in a car and you race one one time, you get in those deals. You know, you, it's hard to really understand because people always ask, "Well, why'd you do that?" or "Why'd you do that?" And you're like, "I don't know. That's just. I'm, that's just what happened. I was so." Mad, mm-hmm. you know that that's what I Your did. Adrenaline's flowing, and but the guys, the, the the crew members and all that, they need to stay there. They need to that in that in in down climbing, there. It seems to be bad down there at that racetrack. Climbing over a fence to get to fans who are saying things. You, you that's that that's can't silly. happen. That's and right. what and what I want to know is now, can the track now ban this driver and his crew from the track? It's like put suspend them for a while, not not Track allow them to race. Track can do any damn thing it wants. That's because, because, because of that behavior. The place. I don't kidding? think they should do that. They should just quit having these after the race ceremonies and just go on with the races. Get the races done and then come out after the races with the winners. Because by then, the guys that were going to make trouble, they've already forgotten about it or the issue's already been resolved. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I just I wouldn't want to be in charge at the racetrack. That's all I'm telling you. I would not want to be a race director at any racetrack because I'd much rather be the guy complaining to the racetrack. What do you think, Steve? What's that? What do you think, man? I I don't know. I I'm sitting. I was sitting third. So I, I mean, before he spun him, but I mean, I I agreed with their call. But if that was me, 
thinning them out, I would expect something to be done to, done to be done to me also. But it's tough to make that call when you've already finished the race. You said they should have waved the yellow as soon as he spun and and did what they needed to do to whoever right away and have a green white checkered. Mm-hmm. It's Ross crossed the line first. He's won the race and in my and that's what I believe. I believe he's won the race no matter what he did. Okay. He, the line. The, the okay, okay, Rob. Let's go back. Let's go back two months. Charlotte County Speedway, Motorsports Park. They had the modified race, and uh, who's the wild man? Who's the wild Rocket man? Rocket man? No, the wild man, the crazy guy, is oh, always wrecking Phil, people. Phil Morrison. Phil Morrison. Yeah. Phil Morrison is involved, and this other guy is involved with a, a spin on turn four, the last lap, and. Uh, they awarded Phil the win. Yeah. Okay. It's the same or very that. similar situation. And at that time, they said that was the way they had to make it. Otherwise, they would set a precedent of having to. So, yeah. just, right? Isn't that right, Steve? Yeah. Um, from what I was told in the in the tech area, the guy who ended up running second told me he had led uh, the last truck race down in Charlotte. He led all 49 laps. And on the last lap, he got spun by Ross. And they gave Ross the win, and I don't know if they needed to make a point this time so he wouldn't keep doing it, or I guess if you don't say nothing, you could do it every race and win. But oh, the reason why Ross didn't win was because his crew members came out on the racetrack. No, no, no. That, Ross, yeah. cr- Ross's crew members didn't come out. It was okay. Dean's. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh, that's why I was trying to get so, the full story out of you. I misunderstood. They secured okay. the one truck. Uh, number one, I'm not sure what his name is. I think that was Dean. Dean and uh, Brennan, or something. They just penalized Ross, and he finished last. He didn't get the cube. So. Okay, now I understand. So, uh, yeah, I think the check, the, the checkered flag. They always like to throw that, and when you have an issue like that, there's nothing wrong with going ahead and throwing the yellow out, because when you throw the yellow out, you can always have a restart. You can put the people that you need to in the rear, and it always makes it better, you know, because the guy. I was going to say, the guy wants to win by crossing the checker flag first, and you're that guy. Wouldn't you have rather won by getting the guys getting yeah. put to the rear and then them starting, and then you come across the checker flag? That would have been better than getting it handed like they handed it to you. Of course, yeah, I'd have taken it in a way. A lot better. <laughs> but a win's a win, I guess. And, uh, That's right. We'll take it any way we can get it. That's right. You got the win, and uh, you were part of the excitement they'll be talking about for at least a while. Now, they had 15 of you guys there, right? Yeah, 15 trucks, and uh, they actually did something interesting. They took a vote in the driver's meeting on the inversion, and uh, they wanted to invert half the field or they were going to invert the whole field, and we voted on inverting the whole field, make it a little bit more interesting for everybody. And uh, what do you know, the fast qualifier inverted the whole field. So all the fast guys started in the back, and that was probably the reason a lot of stuff was tore up, but it made for some good racing. And Jeff Firestein was in that race too right yep he uh he just got his truck put together as a matter of fact he had it down in our shop a couple days before and we got it all set up oh he got third yeah he ended up third and he had a a very leaky transmission he was pouring fluid everywhere but he held on you're not supposed to tell everybody it was him (laughs) (laughs) he did a good job hey steve how long have you been racing in the fast truck series um this is pretty much my first full year in the truck I've had about three previous years racing 360 sprint cars, 
and uh, it's just gotten they're, a 360 series is East Bay doesn't run them anymore, and they're just you have to travel so far to go race, mm-hmm. really out of the budget. And I met some nice people here in town, and that's what they wanted to do, and so we go truck racing. And uh, we run at Desoto, and we have two trucks. I have another. I have a teammate, Charlie Montgomery. Uh, he's won about seven races up at Desoto so far this year, and we pretty much we pretty much uh, do really well at Desoto, and we're fortunate to go to Charlotte and get a win this year. Actually, uh, last year we went down there and got a win last year also in the truck. Sounds like the bull rings your kind of place. <laughs> yeah, it's working out. We uh we won a race up at DeSoto earlier the year. Earlier in the year, it was a <clears throat> hundred lap truck race they had. And it's been a good year. I mean, Steve, complain. Will you be uh, traveling up to um, Orlando for the big um, charity, charity trucker race? race? Yep. With the charity trucker two hundred, right? We're both gonna head up there and. See what we can do. Well, good. Did well, you race in it last year? Nope. Nope. We've never, uh, we've only been to DeSoto and Charlotte, but, uh, we're looking forward to Orlando. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we'll hope, hopefully we'll be able to run into you in the pits because we're going to be up there. At least I know I am. All right. So, well, thank you so much, Steve, for joining us this evening. Uh, we really enjoyed having you on the show, and we look forward to, uh, seeing you at a racetrack sometime. Thank you for having me, and if I could say, I want to do a, to thank uh, Fred up at Fred's Garage. He uh, builds our trucks, and Clay Ziegler builds our motors. He does an excellent job, and just wanted to give a couple props to those guys. Yeah, it's two guys you don't want to forget to give plugs yeah. to, man. And it's yeah. two people that have talked about Clay Ziegler today. <laughs> a dirt racer just a minute ago with a crate motor, and now you. And we were going to have Clay on tonight, but we just had too many other things going on. We're going to have him on. Uh, he's actually got a. He's building a new sprint car motor for me up there. Hopefully, we'll get to run uh, East Bay later in the year with the ASC series. So, so. And your sprint car, you said? Yep. So that's got to be kind of tough for you uh, to. to to make the break between those two. Those are two entirely different vehicles. You know what? I, the truck is probably uh, a lot harder to drive than that sprint car. I'm sure. It's uh, twice the weight with half the tire, and yeah, it's a handful. Well, all right, um, Steve, uh, congratulations for your big win, and uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk with us on Inside Florida Racing. All right, thank you. Good night. Good night. All right, take it easy. Okay. Well, that sounds like another exciting night up there at uh, Charlotte. Um, you know, they had a multitude of things going on. They ran on Friday night. They ran some uh, some midgets and stuff on Friday night. Legends, and, uh, yeah. I see that the uh, Legends uh, ran again. Uh, now, when I was reading, I was trying to read through here. And, uh, what's what's the kid uh, that runs the Legend? Josh Williams. That he uh, ran one of these trucks, and he mm-hmm. had issues with the guy. Yeah. He spun the guy out a couple of times or something. They put him to the rear. He ended up pulling in. But well, you know that little fiasco that they were talking, you, were, you guys were talking about, and like maybe like this thing you suggested before, like not having the thing in the infield and different things that go on. But you know, it is entertainment. And like uh, Winston Salem, they have uh, Bowman Gray Stadium. That uh, sixteen weeks a year, they put ten to fifteen thousand people in the place every night, every Saturday night. And the one thing that the owner admits to is that the WWF mentality 
helps keep selling them seats. But you know what will sell pit passes, don't you? Mm. If you make it all happen in the pits. Mm. In, the, in tech area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you well, make the money off the pit pass. So if everybody knows that the only way they're going to get to see the action, because especially at those dirt tracks, because they get those guys right off the racetrack. Oh, yeah. You know, and that stuff goes behind those, uh, all that wood and clay, and you can't see it. So mm-hmm. you see those people running. So for, that's just my idea to sell for, pit passes. For, for an eyewitness account of the insanity uh, at the uh, full moon uh, Saturday at Charlotte County. What is it? Scott Sun- Lombard. Sunshine- Scotty the Body. Wait, wait, wait. Sunshine State Racing's publisher, Scott Lombard. What's going on, guys? Is that hey, is that rag still getting printed? You got you got eight <laughs> minutes to tell us everything. You, we got eight minutes for you to tell us everything you know about what went on down there. Go, you're on. Well, where do you want to start? I mean, hell, I, I think you know. I mean, this don't cuss on our show. Did, did you just curse? Don't cuss on Th- our this show. This isn't dude. satellite radio. Okay, okay, you now have seven minutes. I, I, I've heard Bonehead do it. Hey, listen, hey, you know, let's talk about that for a second. I think we should give out, I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. Have everything go on into the pit. See? I, I'm telling you, you could have sold ringside seats for, for, uh, for uh, Saturday's show down in Charlotte. Okay, enough of the commentary. What the hell happened down there? <laughs> let's, let's talk about, I mean, when when you're racing, and, and Bonehead, I know you've been through this, and you've got a guy who just break checks consistently in the corner. It, it drives a person insane when they're trying to get, you to get around you. Well, at one point, Josh Williams, who brought his fast truck out, uh, did just that. I mean, two times he tried to get by him. Both times he ended up spinning. Uh, I believe his name was Dustin Brendan uh, or Breeden. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Breeden. That's the guy. He's Breeden. He uh, he spun twice, and, and Josh decided to take his truck off the track after the second time being put to the back. Uh, we had little Ross Chastain, who did it once, who was put to the back. Both of them had fast enough cars to make it back up to the front again and, and put the pressure back on them. But going around that last lap where, yeah, I mean, they're coming out of turn two, yeah, I mean, and, and anybody who's out in the pit watching it, saw, yeah, I mean, the brake get hit, and, and Ross just drove right through that brake check and, and was, yeah, I mean, was able to get underneath them and, and got around. And instead of throwing a yellow, they threw the checker, which, yeah, I mean, it's the last lap. Well, now all chaos, yeah, I mean, breaks loose because... Dustin feels he should have took the checker flag. Uh, he got spun. Uh, I mean, of course, though, the, the Chastain campaign feels that they, I mean, deserved it because they did no more than, uh, I mean, just take a guy who's brake checked the whole night and, and move him out of the way. Scott, you don't know something? What's that? Greg Crothers didn't pay me my $20 this week, so I ain't saying a damn thing good about him. <laughs> and there's the cursor right there. <laughs> hey, so, so how come... So how come you made the decision to do this? I hear that you're the one that makes the decisions at the racetrack. Oh, I make decisions? That's what that's what I heard on the message board, that that Scott Lombard guy is the one that makes all the decisions there. And and we want to know why you made such a decision to put Chastain to the rear. I can't believe it. You know, if, if it was my decision. And, and what would you have done? There were, there were Let's hear this. There are, there are a couple different scenarios that could have been played out. Uh, Dustin's crew came out in the track. Okay, that's an automatic DQ. That was talked about in the drivers. Was team. the race over? Well, the race was over. Oh, the race was over. Why can't they come out on the racetrack? Well, at this point, they came out in a way where it was it was. Oh, with not- boxing gloves on. I see. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, Dustin already drove backwards on the track, heading towards every driver that was trying to pull his truck off the track. I got you. Uh, which I mean, created uh, I mean an environment that could have been really unsafe for the track. 
It's unsafe for people. But according to Jack, according to Jack, that's entertainment. You know what? If you pull it behind the pitch, you're absolutely right. Well, then they can't see it. But if they buy the pit pass, then they can. Hey, so tell us about the now. now what about the late model race? Come on now. I wasn't even there. You, you can't got, blame it on you got, me. You got you got five minutes left. You had more carnage on that track than you could possibly imagine. I don't think there there was a piece of fiberglass on the front end of, of Macy's car left intact. Well, it's uh, about time he got it. He deserved. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which I mean, it, it, well, it, it, you're right. It's a long time coming. Unfortunately, the the guy did drive aggressively, like like they all do. Um, Scott, uh, Scott Walters had a donut on his car. I mean, he drove a clean race. He did everything he could to keep his positions. Unfortunately, uh, he, he got tailed back a little bit. Did Billy, uh, they can't call it Pro Cup anymore, uh, drive bigly down there? <laughs> you didn't know about that, did you? I was just going to throw that here to Billy. They, they can't call it Pro <laughs> Cup no, no, anymore? No, the, the, the Hooters is no longer, uh, as of next year, is done with the Pro Cup deal. they got to come up with USAR, the sanctioning body, has got to come up with another uh, sponsor. or We're racing USA's. Anyway, um, there you so, go, Jack. So it's going to be the Winghouse Pro Cup? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Wild Wings. My guess is it's going to be defunct and all them yeah. guys are going late model racing. But go ahead with, with those your story, heavy man. cars. Hey, well, you know, pass they, off. They already have allowed it. Go ahead. Pass off to Johnny Caden and, and the 48 group, Bob. Yeah, I mean, definitely had the fastest car out there. Unfortunately, he got tangled up in a, in a little bit of the, the wreck early on in the race uh, before lap 10. Uh, was able to pull it out with a little bit of rear end damage, but uh, the car still held handled like a rail, and uh, they did a great job of keeping the car out in front, and there was no stopping them. Well, it, Cock, uh, Cook, on the other hand, did not have so much luck. What's uh, up with he, Franklin, third? Uh, you know, if, if there weren't so many cautions, I think Franklin had a chance. Well, Joe was second, so, I mean, it sounds like to me it was a nose-to-tail battle, was it? You know, if, if once again, I'm going to say this. If, if there weren't so many caution flags, it would have been a little better. There's no doubt <sighs> in my mind that Johnny K ran away with it. He was, you know, I mean, by far seven or eight car lengths ahead of everybody by, you know, two laps after every caution. So did they have a cluster on the – did they have a meeting of the minds in that one on the front straight, too? No, no, no meetings of the minds. How boring! I think it was it was the after effects. Of course, the owner of the uh, twenty one and and of course the twelve, which is the uh, you know Chris Grubb and uh, of Mike the Hollywood Franklin's group. Uh, Mike the Hollywood appreciation for everything, and and of course you know let himself be known. Uh, but they did make a a strong comment saying that there was going to be carnage on that track, guaranteed when they bring those cars back to that. Really? Who All said right. Mike said that? All right. Uh, not my, well, the owner of the team did. All right. So he did. Uh, he did stress the fact that he guarantees that there's there going to be carnage on that track. What happened? Did Chris's car get all tore up or something? Yeah. Well, we won't talk about that one. He uh, he did not have a good run himself. Uh, I think he finished probably second to last. And uh, yeah, he he. Scott. Didn't have a good night at all. Scott, you know what I got to say about it all? If you're going to charge fans twenty dollars to come see it, damn it, you better put on a show like that. The front gate. Yeah, you know what? Front gate was twenty bucks. Was Special it front? Event. Was it front? Put an octagon in the pit. Put an octagon in the pit, or put a, a, a blow up ring in the pit. Give them some blow up uh, gloves and let them go at it. Hey, Scott, how many people were at the racetrack? Are you talking fan base? Yes. What's important? Grandstands. If I had to, if I had to guess, uh, outside of the pit, if you're looking at the grandstand, you're probably talking about uh, fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred. So there was a thousand people there. 
if you talk to a tractor motor. I'm, I was just, want, I'm just well, trying to get honest. Wow, I haven't seen that many people there in I, a long time. I, uh, yeah, official reports. Uh, 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 somebody's back there going, are you no, stressing? Uh, are you stressing yeah, out? Yeah. Have you lost your mind? There was 1,800 <laughs> people in the whole place. <laughs> hey, you know what? But no, that's hey, good. Bro, if there was, that's you great. <laughs> well, it's a promoter attitude, I guess. Yeah. But reality is reality, and that is that that's a huge race that they just had, and the grandstand should have been packed to the gills. Same race last year it was. Ronnie Sims has a great deal going on. He's doing a great job trying to find the sponsorship for the fast truck deal. Right. That thing's going to turn around, and it's going to turn around quick. Got 15 trucks there. I mean, that's positive for sure. They had a big, huge late model field, so, I mean, it, it had to be. It had to just be a good night of racing all the way around. I mean, there should have been a ton of people there. Racing. Uh, a little bit of rain early on. I mean, didn't didn't do us any justice. Uh, right. Didn't cause anything where they had to dry the track off, but just enough to slow things down a little bit. Which, when you have ninety, I mean, uh, nine scheduled events. Well, Jack, you and I talked about that a few times. I mean, you you, you lose the, the simple things like uh, driver introductions and a big class. That's good. Uh, uh, driver introductions maybe not as as good as I say. Driver introductions is the best thing to have. You can do driver introductions in every class if you want. If you cut out that afterwards deal that they do afterwards, doing the donuts and doing the announcements of the guy that won, whatever, that's great. The guy won. Get his picture taken. Bring him back out after the races. But keep the fighting in the pits and just keep the price high on the pit pass and lower mm. the price to $10 or so mm-hmm. at the gate so we can get more fans in the stands. That's, that's what we're trying to get at, man. We're just trying to figure out how we can get people in the grandstands. I'm not going to disagree with you on that, and uh, I, I mean we we've fought that case over and over again. Uh, for whatever reasons, the track owners want to do what they do, we can't stop. That's them. right. We're just we media. Sit there and put the bug in their ear over and over and over again. No, but they're going to stop themselves. I'm going to put it bluntly: they're going to stop themselves if they don't catch on. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket science to know that when you go down to the friggin' mall and everything in there is for sale, and the stores in the mall are giving it away. And there's clearance sales everywhere in town that you you don't raise your prices under those conditions, and that does. You're in retail. You, you, you're definitely talking to the wrong person about that. I mean, there's nobody who could tell you about uh, selling volume versus. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, selling just quality. Uh, I know that more than anybody else does. Hey, Scott. You, you can sell more off of volume than you can sell off. Of, I mean, anything else out there. In the because market. you're in the in the middle of a retail operation that does how much? What? Fifty million dollars a year. Keep going, buddy. Well, I mean, just at your store. Hey, keep going. You know what? People okay. don't like the smoke and mirrors, though. I mean, it's been proven with ice cream. Remember, they shrunk the size of the ice cream down, and now they've brought it back up to the size that it was because it didn't work. They just put the price back. Scotty, we got to <laughs> run, man. Hey, you guys. I'll tell you something. Uh, sorry, you guys weren't there. I know you guys all had obligations elsewhere, but you missed a great race. There's some good post-race activities and. Uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. Hopefully, the next time out, that the, uh, the whole Dustin Breeden, uh, Ross Chastain thing will be put aside, and there won't be a wreck fest going on there. You'll be talking about this on Friday night on uh, Full Throttle Friday, right? On Real Racing yeah. USA. I have got Dustin, uh, who we are going to have call us in. We've got Ross Chastain calling us in. We've got Josh calling us in. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so we we've got uh, all the three that were involved in that. Oh, freaking throttle! <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. Yes, so- definitely got to listen in on that one because, you know, I mean, like anything else, I might have been told I might be giving the uh, the uh, 
award away for uh, you know Phil Morrison early on in the year, but I might have another one to give away this year. You See, got a Phil Morrison award. You, you guys, of course, I got heckled for that. One. Oh yeah, Jack always gives that one away. We no, gotta no, go. Scott does. I'll see you later. For, I'll see you later, Scott. Have a good night. Bye. Oh man. Oh, okay. Well, Phil will love that knowing that there's an award named after him. He thought that you guys didn't like him. Well, as we uh, have a few minutes while uh, Jack is... Uh, See, so you having hot flashes over there? I'm very warm. Yes, hey. I am. Uh, I had stuff tonight. We want to uh, just make sure everybody knows about one of our wonderful sponsors that we encourage you to check out, FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. That's fancy with an I. What? Well, crack the AC down and maybe I'm going to have to fan myself. Uh, FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. Is that all fancy part of the ad? <laughs> no, I'm reacting to Jack. It's <laughs> fancy with an eye. Um, Casey Mays and the crew there at fancyworkembroidery.com, the makers of the CC Brooks Limited Edition Racing Cap, and also the Inside Florida Racing uh, Staff Shirts, and they also made my uh, Inside Florida Racing um, jacket for the cooler weather, which is uh, getting closer and closer. Going to be able to break out that jacket and wear it again. No, it's not going to cool down. All right, guys. You ready? I'm ready. What about okay, we Guido, got we got Guido, our new sponsor, Guido's Bail Bonds. Well, <laughs> well we also we fancyworkembroidery.com. Find the link at insidefloridaracing.com. All right. So uh, down in somewhere South Florida, in the middle of a rainstorm from hell, is the way it was described to me. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Ken Kenny from the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Was it the most exciting finish of the year yet? You think? Yes, it was. No doubt about it. It definitely was. Uh, hey, Ken, it was a great night. CC, I enjoyed seeing you. I really did. I know a couple times I was in the middle of a mess when you came by, and but, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't get to talk to you as sociably as I'd like to. Oh, it's I okay. Did. You can make it up to me. Call me later in the week. Oh, my there goodness. There you go. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's why I don't come, because you're never nice, so that's why I just oh, don't come. Oh, he's always nice. You never smile. I don't know. I always get a big smile out of him, Rob. It must be you. No, that's all you ever see out of Ken Kenny is a big smile. That's yep. always good. I appreciate that. Hey, can y'all even hear me? Yeah, yeah we yes, hear we you hear fine, you. man. Can you hear us? It's, yeah, oh, I can hear y'all fine. It's just this storm and big time. It really is. Okay, so tell us. Uh, look, we got the we, we announced the deal. Um, we talked about it on the show, the cancellation of the, you know, Screvin. The, the Screvin. Screvin. We got the serious gas shortage going on up there. And uh, what else is what else is new? What's what's the buzz, man? Um, here's, here's the two things I want to, I mean, because your, your audience primarily is, you know, Florida or our area, um, you know, say central south, I imagine, correct? Isn't that the majority of it? No, yeah. it's Florida and Georgia. Texas. Primarily this show is Florida and Georgia. A little people, South Dakota. People listening. Well, well, there's two things I want to run by everybody. First of all, East Bay to me was awesome. I thought there was a crowd. That was almost, not quite, but almost equivalent to what they get during the Nationals. I mean, I thought it was packed, you know, mm-hmm. crowd. And, Great crowd. And fans, I thought it was awesome. Did you guys see it that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Kenny, Ken, why do you think that is, that they have such a great fan base there? Uh, I mean, it's a great place to race. But, you know, you know, be, to be honest with you, I had this conversation with Frankie Lloyd at Golden Isles. Um East Bay does a great job. It's an awesome track. They've got a great staff that's been around, and they've been through it all, the Nationals, you know, everything you can do in dirt racing. But, you know, 
having a million people within a certain geographic area doesn't hurt either. You know what I mean? It, oh, absolutely. You know, that, that tracks uh, the best location in Florida. Rob, sit down. It's, Rob, sit down. They, it's not they, an excuse for other and, people. And they, and they also do promotions and advertising. Yeah, they did it this week. A lot of advertising. Job, yep. To be honest with you. I know they work with Kicks Country. I know they work with... Uh, uh, you know, and I, I know Bubba plugged them a lot. I knew, I knew they did TV they also. Did an awesome job. Mm-hmm. I thought they did. They are, they do advertise, and uh, they they deserved it this time. I mean, they deserved everything they yeah. got. They did an awesome job. They uh, did. They did a good job. What was the second thing, Ken? Okay, there's a couple things here. Okay, the first thing is we're going to pack Clueston like they've never seen it since the, uh, never, and we're going to plug. Pack that place where you got to walk down the road to get there. We got a bus bringing people back there. Um, Ten dollar tickets um, for the next twenty days. You know, from from actually from the first through the twentieth. Ten dollar tickets for the stands. So anybody that's out there listening or is going to bring people, I mean, these don't get you in the pits, but they're going to be twenty dollars at the gate. But right now they're ten dollars. And uh, what's happening is the racetrack is splitting it with us to help with our points fund. Uh, you know, because this year, you know, we, we had great sponsors, fantastic sponsors, but, you know, we put a pretty good chunk of change out there for the points fund, and, uh, you know, they're going to help us complete it. They they are. And uh, so I think the race in Clueston, I've been at Lloyd's already committed to be there, uh, Jason Fitzgerald, and a lot of the, uh, you know, of course, all of our stars will be there. You know, so it should be a great mix between our stars and some super late ball guys coming down to try to pick their pocket, you know. Um it's it's going to be a great great race there, and then East Bay Raceway Park, the finale. I want to fill it more than what we filled it last time. I mean, I want to make it. You know, it was awesome, and and it's going to be hard to top that because I think uh, uh, the media did an awesome job, and Todd did an awesome job. You know, with the motorcycle promo uh, and show. But we, um, I was talking to Todd about it, and it's not official, CC. That's why I didn't. You know talk anymore about it Saturday, mm-hmm. but what our idea is is to have a media race uh, any you know radio people newspaper people uh, TV people you know whatever we can get out there and um, and have a media race you know whether it be six or eight laps ten laps whatever it is that's one of the big ideas I want I want for that race and um, you know the other thing is you know we put that thing on as a 7,000-win race, and because the economy, you know, they had to roll back to the 5,000 for 50 laps. Okay, I want to do something unprecedented, okay? I put up a 1,000 out of our business, even though it's tough. Um, T- Terry Rye and uh, United Land Clearing put up $1,000 for the race at the end of the year. And what I want to do, that gets us up to 5,000. I want to come up with another 2,000 by the way of, uh, $500 sponsorships or whatever we've got to do, whether it's $250 sponsorship, but I want to show the racers that the racing community and, and us, you know, can give, you know, give something to make that work. I mean, whether it be $100, $200, and that, you know, that's one of the messages I want to get out there because I want it to go straight to the drivers that night, but I've already got 7000 printed on that check, and that check is in my trailer, and uh, I want to get that to a 7000 win race. And that's a goal, and I wanted to get that out there. I mean, 5,000 of it's covered, and I want to try to get that to a $7,000 win race. Well, that that's exciting. And, and I, I tell you what, Ken, uh, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can um, 
make this media race happen. I've already spoken to some other media people down here in Charlotte County. I've got, uh, besides myself, two others uh, committed and wanting to be there and racing. And I've already got a lead on a fire suit and helmet yeah. and gloves for me. So I'm excited. I've got one for somebody else. I can tell you that. It hasn't been worn since the Hooters deal. but <laughs> Yeah, we'll have plenty, plenty of drivers. We just have to make sure those guys will give up their cars. Uh, uh, what cars are they? Um, I want to try to hit on the four-cylinder bomber yeah. guys. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. you know, I think those guys are pretty, you know, they put on a good show Saturday, and I want to try to talk to as many of them as possible. I think we can make it happen, and I think the community would love to see it happen. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait. I, I've never driven on dirt before. It's going to be All exciting. you got to do is just pay every one of them what first place pays but, in their uh, race, and that's it. They'll let you. <laughs> I hear you. And then there's another thing I want to put out there, too. I really, you know, our banquet in November – most people, when they throw a banquet, they throw it to, I mean, everybody throws one to honor their drivers, obviously, their top 10 or whatever they're, they're honoring, which, you know, I'm going to try to honor the top 15 in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, but basically, I want this to be an unveiling of next year, which I think is going to be a mega deal. And I've been telling everybody, you know, we're going to be the junior circuit of the super late models next year, you know. Um, our schedule is, is basically done. I've got two more connections to touch with. The race is already made, but I just want to work out the details. And uh, I'm going to turn that schedule loose to uh, Jack probably Thursday, Friday at the very, very latest. And um, I'm ultra, ultra excited about it to make it happen. And, um, you know, it's an, I think it's an awesome layout of a schedule. And, uh, you know, so that's exciting. But anyway, back to our banquet, the, November the 22nd. I uh, I want everybody to understand out there in the racing world, whether it be in the media, whether it be you know somebody that's got a late model that only came to a few races. I want to make that a huge happening. Um, I'm going to have entertainment there, and I just it's going to be in a ballroom and just a mega happening at the Peabody in Orlando. And we've got those tickets for sale. Jack can you know point out the directions on how to get them uh, you know through my office or online and. You know, we we we've we've even made arrangements to run them on a credit card if that's what we need to do. But um, you know, we want to make that a huge happening this year. Who's the entertainment? Yeah, Cece, maybe I don't know. Oh, you know what? Yeah. It's November twenty second, and I would love to be there. But I have a very special father daughter date on the twenty second. My dad and I are going to go to the Governor's Cup. I think you know. I hated to interfere with the Governor's Cup at all, but when you looked at the schedule in the dirt world. And I mean, I, I mean that too. Sure. I enjoy the Governor's Cup too. But um, as it stood, you know, they had the PRI show, the RPM show, where the you know the guys go out to Tahoe, the track owners, the you know promoters, and uh, I, I basically could not figure a weekend you know that wasn't going to interfere with a major race or a finale on dirt. So unfortunately, I scheduled over that. But that you know, and I hate that, but. And I wish you the very best at the Governor's Cup, too, because that should be a heck of a race this year. Oh, I'm excited. It's so the first now, time I've ever been there. Now that you know Pretty that, awesome. what's the entertainment now? <laughs> Wait, what, and what was I supposed to do to entertain? Yeah, what was she, <laughs> she going to do? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> We'd come up with something. All right. I don't know. I heard that, you know, Josh Peacock won, of course, won this Saturday night and broke through, you know, uh, pretty much – close to locking up the rookie of the year. I mean, Evan Beckton's hanging in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
But, you know, Josh broke through with that win, and uh, I heard his Uncle Wallace can sing real good. Well, you know, we we, we talked to uh, to Josh earlier tonight in the show, and uh, he is uh, definitely uh, still very excited about the win on Saturday night. Y'all getting the band back together? <laughs> I hear you. That's what I'm thinking about. I definitely. Well, I, um, hey, I know a lot of country bands. If you want, if you want a country band, I might might be able to hook you up with someone. I hear you. I, just, I need to talk to the hotel and see how rowdy they'll let us get. I know it's a first class act there. Um, well, it's a ballroom, so you could. Have a ball. There you go. We can have a ball in the ballroom. I like that. Um, we definitely, though, appreciate everything. Again, my staff and all the media attention and everything. This year, you know, we, we could not have been treated, uh, you know, better from the uh, entire racing community, you know, both from the fans, the drivers, the, you know, and, and the media, you know. I And I've assembled a really, 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 really awesome staff. And, uh, you know, we... You know, we announced Saturday, you know, Billy Osborne to come on for the last four races for our race director for this year. And, you know, we're hoping that carries into next year. Of course, he's got a full-time gig at Ocala and a full-time gig at Volusia. But uh, we're hoping that we can uh, work some of that out because he, he did an awesome job on the, uh, you know, the race saver. He, he's a great director. He's a great promoter. You know, it, it would make... Uh, you know, I think we got an all-star team already, and I think it would make it that much better. You know, the guy's great. Billy's very good. Billy, Billy uh, is—he uh, has a a a, a um, air of uh, just quiet confidence. He's very professional, and people listen to him. You know, and uh, it, it it worked good, Ken. Yeah, I thought you were in the tower. I think you sensed that too. There was a air of calm there. You know, and uh, I thought he did a great job. I, you know, I don't know. Did, I know y'all talked to Jack Nosbich last week too, and I, you know, I'll tell you him and, you know, him and Josh, Johnny Collins liked to come in there and stole one from both of them, you know, at the bottom of the race. But uh, like everybody said, you know, that if you're gonna buy a video of a race this year, that's the video to buy. Got that right. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was action packed. One time going down the back straightaway, the two of them, Collins and Whitener, or maybe Doug Horton, I'm not sure which. Which four it was, but four of them were four abreast, and somebody backed out, you know, right before they got the three, or they'd have been four abreast going in the corner. Yeah, the four, the four leaders were four abreast. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. Yeah, it was. And then, you know, obviously, you know, somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. And, um, you know, I, again, you know, whether Josh broke through or Jackie broke through, you know, it was going to be a great win for either one of them. And, you know, Jack, usually the, the leader, when he goes into traffic, we tried to warn them a little bit on the race receiver, but, you know, they, we, they came up to a 10-car pack that was side-by-side. Side, and to try to move them all, it, you know, it, it's, it's tough, you know. And, you know, Josh picked, you know, picked a better way through, you know. and uh, I can't believe Jackie didn't win. He was on our show last week. <laughs> Usually what, when they're on the show, I they win. i tell you what, I was aware of that, too. And uh, <laughs> Jackie came real close to winning that race. I mean, he... Yeah. He, he just, deserved to, you know, he deserved to win it as much, but, uh, you know. It, it was a matter of who picked the right line at the right moment going into those last few laps, and, uh, you know, the gamble worked better for Josh. Otherwise, uh, you know, if, if it was that was all it was about is who had which line. Where could a video of this race be bought, Jack? It will be available uh, later this week on uh, UnitedDirtLateModel.com. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. And I'll tell you what, if any of y'all have not got to see one of our races, have all of you seen at least one or two races this year? You talking to us? Yeah. Yes. I've yeah. been to a couple of races, yep. yeah. Yeah, two. I, I, I thought everybody had been at least two or three, you know. 
because um, I've, I've seen all y'all, unless there was somebody hiding back in the corner. There's only three of us. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I was hoping. Cause, Just like the listeners. But, uh, but I've seen you guys, of course, a lot at the races. But I, I'll tell you, the, the Cluston race and also the uh, – because Cluston was cold. I mean, you got – Yes, it was. We're, it, we should have nicer weather uh, for this time, and uh, look forward to. Matter of fact, I want to want to talk with you during the week, and I want to talk about the Cluiston race. So we have to uh, move on now and take a break. But uh, Ken, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll give you a call so we can talk during the week. Okay? Yes, ma'am, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. All right, Ken. Take it easy, Good Ken. United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series coming to Cluiston on the twenty fifth. 5th. October 25th. Hey, that's not a bad deal. Buy your tickets early, 10 bucks. It's going to be a great race. And get there early so you can park. It'll be the biggest race of the year at that place. Cluston. It'll be their biggest race this year. It'll be huge. And uh, Sean be. Smith. Been, Sean closed. Smith's going to win. Hey, hey that's you his know, place, man. That's, he's, that's his place, man. He's got a, a good chance. Yes, he does. And I think we have somebody else on the line. No, no, nobody on yeah. the line. Yes. Yes. There Who? was another big race in Florida this weekend. It was the ASA late model race over at New Smyrna Speedway. Colt James, of course, he's from Texas. and What a name, huh, Colt James? Colt James uh, from, Texas, from Texas, right? He, he won the race. And, uh, but, but we wanted to talk to uh, we wanted to talk to Brian Bloom because he came in second, and this is a big deal for Brian. I just... Brian, I still, why didn't you boot him out of the way? <laughs> well, uh, I just uh, couldn't catch him. Uh, we, uh, you know, I was trying my hardest and uh, got close to his uh, back bumper a couple times and uh, stayed with him and uh, caught lap traffic at different times and uh, that's the way it went. Well, I, I know you don't like to get real excited, Brian, but you got to be excited about this, this running second in that race, man. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was definitely a good uh, confidence booster for for me and my whole team. I mean, uh, we've been looking for these types of runs, and um, it was great to uh, get back in the car and uh, qualify third, and then go out and uh, run second there. Yeah, and I mean, like last year, you ran pretty much. Well, you ran most of the year last year, if not all of it, in the ASA Late Model Southern Division. Uh, have you been running most of the year this year as well? Um, actually, this is a. Uh, the uh, the only race that we competed in um, so far this year. Oh, I got you. Okay, so so after last year, you decided just not to do that again. Yeah, we uh, we uh, were trying to put the car back together, and we wanted to improve a couple of things. So we uh, we waited on it, and uh, finally we got everything uh, back together. And now uh, you know we ran New Smyrna, and we plan on running Charlotte County in the next season. Um, we're looking to um, to probably run the whole Southern and um, a couple Challenge divisions. Uh, races, if not all of them, if we can get the financial backing. Yeah, that's cool. That was. Uh, so, so, have you been racing at, at all this year? Uh, no, I have not. Actually, that's the uh, basically the first time I've been back in the car. Wow. And, so. Well, man. I well, mean, then you really ought to be excited. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How, I mean, how old are you? Uh, I'm 18. And uh, you didn't have any time. Did you have any top ten finishes? I don't think you had any top five finishes last year in that series, did you? Um, well, last year when we ran New Smyrna, um, I finished third last year. Oh, did you? Um, okay. Yeah, we also finished, um, uh, I believe it was eighth at South Georgia Motorsports Park. That's cool. And uh, I think we finished 11th at Alabama last year as well. Yeah. 
Wow, that was a pretty good field, though. They had a lot of cars there on Saturday night. Yeah, they did. Where did and you start? Uh, I started, um, originally started fourth after the inversion. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the first lap, they had a, a big wreck and they had a red flag. It, and uh, we ended up having to start second with Colt James on the inside of us. Oh, gotcha. Well, go ahead. There was something else you were going to say about that deal? Oh, um, I was just going to say that uh, for, for Charlotte County, um, you know, the last ASA race, um, what I'm doing is um, I go to Florida Atlantic University, and um, I've working, I'm working with Bobby Deal for the last ASA race, and um, I'm promoting it at my school. And so far I've got about 100 kids that are going to drive all the way from, um, you know, the East Coast to come watch the ASA race in the fall and uh, looking to get maybe a couple, a couple more hundred. Oh, coming over on October 18th? Yes. Good for oh, you, wonderful. Man. Good for you. Did he give you some free tickets? <laughs> well, he sent them to me. I'm just going around there, uh, telling everyone about the race and uh, selling them. Good deal. Well, that sounds good. Now, I'm looking at the uh, New Smyrna's website. Is this you in the blue driving suit? Yes. You look like you are pretty happy to finish second when they took that picture. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was a feeling and uh, definitely a good thing to be back up on the podium. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of guys there and girls that you're racing against. Uh, looking at some of the names here. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, I know. Uh, Larson, Gerstner, yeah. Caldell. Got some Drew Brandon. Got some good ones there. Both Gerstners were there. Yep. They're still trying to do it. It's tough. They're as old as me, and they're still out there trying to do it. <laughs> it's tough against all you kids, man. You guys are all great. We're just old. <laughs> hey, do it while you do it while you're young, man. You can afford it. Yep. So, uh, what's your future, man? Let's hear what you're gonna do. Uh, well, right now I plan on, you know, obviously um, finishing out the, the last ASA race um, there. Um, I'm gonna go to college full time as well. Um, I'm currently at the university. Um, right now, I'm studying uh, mechanical engineering, and I'm also going to minor in computer science, and uh, plan on doing the four years here, and then, uh, you know, hopefully we're looking to do all the Southern and Challenge Division next year, and uh, do as much as we can. We definitely want to take the racing all the way, and, um, you know, with Alan Steyer, um with us from Checkered Flag, um, you know, he's been a great crew chief, and that's what really uh, helped us out at New Smyrna and put us up front. Good deal, man. I'll tell you what, we'll see you down in Charlotte County in, uh, what's the date, Eight, uh, 18th of October? October 18th, October yep. 18th. We'll see you down there, man. Look forward to it. All right, it'd be great. Yeah, man, uh, stay in school, man, in case the racing thing don't work out. Yeah, I, de- I definitely will. It's right. working out for you, though. It looks like you're doing good. Congratulations uh, for that second place. And uh, next race down here, maybe you'll get first down here at the Bull Ring. All right, thank you. Yeah, definitely great. Uh, I've, I've raced over Charlotte County for two years in the Fast Truck Series, so uh, looking forward to going back there. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks so for much. being with us. All right, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Brian Blum. He was one of the guys that they were struggling last year with, the, you know, trying to to, to get the funds to, to do be able to compete at the at the right level in that ASA deal. It takes more money than a lot of people realize. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people say the SA, oh, they got crate motors, this, that, or the other. Man, I don't want to hear it, man. They got lots of money wrapped up in those cars. Those cars are all about handling, man. Well, yeah, and then there's there's most of them crate motors from what I hear. I don't know, but from what I hear. We'll have to talk to Clay Ziegler about most that. Most of those crate motors 
have already been worked on by somebody, even though we know they're not supposed to. Well, but if anybody from GM's listing and has a problem with us saying that, call us. Let us know. Is GM still a business? Are they still in business? Hey, you know what we should do? That's a whole nother subject. Oh, I know. It's terrible. I just wonder how, how long uh, before it's just Toyota and Hondas that are out here running around. Oh, there'll be some Chinese brand. China hadn't come out with it. The Japs are better at making cars, but... Oh, yeah. can I say Japs? I don't think I can. I don't think you can. The Japanese are uh, better at making cars, but... Um, yeah, our our economy is in a real pickle, okay? And the, and uh, I don't think a and, pickle is the and, word and, that describes it. I think And a, the house shot down the plan. I think yes. the typical yes, slang for an outhouse is probably more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, and, and the outhouse shot the plan down, so... Yes. So now, you know, stocks plummeted today because they knew that was going to happen. Um, uh, you know. What do you think? It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Are we going to talk politics? You well, here's the politics? thing. Coming up right after a short break, and it's not politics, it's economics, man. But, you know, right after the break, we're going to play an interview um, with John Sapricone talking about this very subject. Yeah. He, and the sad thing is, is the interview was uh, how long ago? Yeah. And, and he nailed it. He absolutely mm-hmm. nailed it. And uh, we're going to play that. Okay. And then uh, that's going to be the opening. See, as we were having this heated discussion before we came on the air, it has come down to the time when... All the tracks are going to close. Race tracks are... All of them just are going to close. Race, Racing is over. Race tracks are... Don't in, say that. Play the well, clip. It's, it's, <laughs> ra- race tracks are, are in uh, many, many, many race tracks. Are in, uh, they're they're mostly losing money, and they're in serious trouble. Dire straits. And one of the things that we do know is that most race car drivers, most race car drivers, don't know anything at all about how the business end of this game works. All they really know is bringing their cars, and they see certain things on the outside. But most racetrack, uh, the drivers who race have no clue about the business end, and they need to get. Uh, a more of a clue and uh, there's some things that the owners are going to have to do and they're already looking at doing it and it's it's not like it might happen it's going to happen there's going to be some major changes in this game and, well uh, you know one of the things jack yeah. we're going to see over the next few weeks um how how much communication we can actually get from some of these track owners that, Absolutely. that's that's going to be the real issue because i I think uh, we can lay out a lot of things, but if we can't get some honesty out of some track owners, because that's what I'd like to do. Well, I'd we like will. to we... get some honesty out of them. Yeah, that might. We've already, uh, we've already had uh, quite a bit of communication with several track owners and, and uh, in one case, a general manager uh, uh, who has been running a track for a long time. But we've already had a conversation with four or five track owners about these issues in pretty good detail and and we have had ongoing for years and years but now they're starting to get serious about it as a matter of fact this whole subject and we're not going to get too much into it right tonight but this whole subject of 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 the racetracks and their difficulties and their problems and the changes that are coming was brought to me by a track owner this was this was they asked us that we need to talk about this stuff because people aren't talking about it and it was actually requested at the request of a track owner that we're even bringing going down this road. So uh, let's take a break and come back and listen to what John has. And uh, call in line here is 941-228-8359.
Folks, we'd have an 800 number, but the economy's just terrible. <laughs> it sucks. You're listening inside Florida Racing. We'll be back. Um, and then we're going to play a clip for you. Clip. We still have clips. That we have. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. on the racing line jackie do, do you really want to know i really want to know who oh, is on the racing line jackie so rob you, you want to talk to uh, another promoter <laughs> ask that other question actually actually he goes on to say i'm not necessarily picking on john i didn't read the rest of this uh, he, I mean, what? I mean, what the hell's wrong with you people? Quest, question number two. When is the ASA series coming back to race at DeSoto Super Speedway? No, no, that's not question number two. <laughs> question number two is Which when ASA is... ASA series? Wait a minute. Yeah. Which ASA series? <laughs> well, we'll have to go back at the message and see which one they're referring to, Jack. Uh, Rob's got a big stick in his hand trying to steer crap, John. That's all. <laughs> well, I'm, I would never do that. That is a lie. Is you a would lie never try you know to stir things up. Oh, that is please. a lie, and you know it. So, so, so let's get how to do you know how many people are listening to the stupid thing. There's only three. There's three. Hey. Listen, it's all three stupid. of them, all three of them have it turned up loud right now, okay? Yeah. So have respect. Oh. <laughs> so, so John, the, the, the second question, and this is a question I had, was, so when is Leroy Davidson coming to work for you? Um, I heard that Leroy Davidson was coming up this weekend, and, and uh, you know he wanted to come up there. And I said, "Anytime you want to come up, it's great for me. I could care less. I mean, we'll have you up there. I don't care. Anybody who wants to come, they can come. I don't care." No, he wants to come run the show. Well, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, what do you told me that yet? Well, what do you think about the uh, idea of starting up again with? Um... Meetings Nobody's with, told me with, yet. <laughs> with, Wait a minute. What? Hold on. One at a time. Okay. Now, what do you think about uh, starting up the, the meetings that y'all used to have with the, the the track owners and promoters, and maybe have Leroy sort of um, sort of coordinate okay. everything and facilitate them? And you couldn't get all these track promoters and all these track owners in the same room to agree on we're going to have Pepsi or Coke. That's how bad it is. But but it's always fun to beat that dead dog a little bit, isn't it? Uh, I'm tired of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why I'm going to go through motocross because like, a lot of the clients stop. That's not a bad and, idea. These guys are throwing money at me and they're going jump. Why aren't you going to do this? I says, guys, it's on. I yeah. says, you guys want it, you guys got it. Why not? I I, I like to make fifteen thousand dollars and at the end of the night give them two thousand dollars back and say go have a nice weekend. 
because that's what they are. They're not, they don't cry and moan and, and carry on. It, it's ridiculous. Um, are you done crying and carrying on? I never cry. <laughs> um, let's talk about what you know about most, and that is auto racing. Okay. Auto racing. Auto racing, yes, you do. You know things about that. Tell us what's going on at your racetrack a little bit, man. I mean, you got anything really exciting coming up? I think Lennon McHugh, I was speaking to him today, he's going to buy the racetrack. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be a bad deal. If you were going to sell it to somebody, okay, that would be a, a stand-up what, guy to sell. One of the units. Somebody buys more tires from my driver's thing. You can shake a stick at it. So what sure. are, are the units? Did you figure out what the units are going for yet, John? What units? <laughs> was it a thousand? You said was that a thousand number? You said thousand well, a square foot. Thousand a square foot. Yeah, I think that's a little <laughs> out of reach, though, for a lot of people. Hey, uh, we'll, try. we'll try to get whatever we can. I don't know. I was out. I was up in uh, Eastern Sarasota over the weekend, and uh, they keep building them five million dollar homes. You know what the hell? Yeah, I don't know how they're paying for them. That's the only problem. Well, that's all they can build is five million dollar homes, and uh, you know they're only worth. Uh, Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Seriously, John, what do you think about the state of traveling series now? How how is the how is the deal with this traveling series deal? Has it changed over the last couple of years? Which or, one? Well, all of them. You know, I mean, a few years ago, well, you, guys, you well, I, guys, you know, I, I hope you've been watching the news. I hope you've been reading the newspaper. It ain't good out there. <laughs> it's definitely not good. I told this to everybody last December. I says, guys, you're in a recession. I says, uh, I, I hope you guys read the newspaper. I hope you guys look at everything because it's not good. And, you know, a lot of people looked at me like I had two heads. Now they're starting to realize that 450 a gallon for diesel to get to the racetrack and three something to get, you know, to come to the races. People don't have their money. We're not in recession yet because it would be a lot worse. Go ahead, John. You're past the, you're past the recession, guys. You're going to come to a depression that you've never seen before. Mark my words on it, what's going to happen. You're going to see something that you've never seen before. This is the third time I've been through it, and you know what? It's it's not good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, people that uh, that get beyond the sound clips that you hear on the, on the news and, and really start reading some in-depth news coverage about what's going on in, the, in our economy, um, you, you, know, you, very, you very quickly can, can see what you're talking about. You don't really have to, you know, listen to the news. When you go into the into the store and you buy and you pay three dollars for you know uh, uh, um, a loaf of bread or five dollars for a gallon of milk or whatever you're trying to buy and and the shipping and this you know I get bills in every day and it's like well we're going to charge you ten percent for uh, for gas ten percent for this well you know what guys it's, it 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 just keeps on adding up and adding up and adding up until these people sit back and realize. What's going on here? You know, we're, we're, we're going to be an upside-down economy. We're going to be the United States. We need to take back the country. Um, people don't realize what's going on here, and it's going to be too late when it's over. That's my point of view. What's your answer? What's my answer? Sure, if you're going to throw your point of view out there, at least have some kind of answer. What can, how can we fix it? What my answer is, you need to get rid of these politicians, cut the taxes in half, okay? Uh, give back the country to the people that... That uh, that made this country 30, 40 years ago, and the mom and pop businesses, and and who supported this country and who made this work? It was all the mom and pop stores. Today, corporate, 
you know, uh, corporate this corporate stuff is is, is out the window, and uh, people just don't realize it, and, and you're getting sucked up by every little every big conglomerate. So you think by supporting your local, instead of buying from Walmart or one of those big corporates, you go spend your money at your local Ace Hardware or something like that? Is that kind of what you're saying? Spend your money and, and support the local businesses in the county, in your state, in the, you know, uh, don't be giving it to this big corporate stuff. I, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous because... What if Walmart wanted to buy your racetrack tomorrow for what you want? What If they wanted to buy it, I'd sell it to them. I'd sell it to anybody. But you know the, the problem. The problem What's, here is that you know we all got to work together, and 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 these big corporations that came in. Look, look what's going on with NASCAR, and 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 look at the TV, and look at the empty seats they got. What what do you think that's that that just happened yesterday? No, that's been happening for two years. And and what they did to short short track racing. I I really don't care about NASCAR, but you know. My stuff is, you know, you got a mile and a half racetrack and everybody's following the leader. What happened to the Martinsville? What happened to the rich, old Richmond track? What happened to Wilkesboro? What happened to the action? They forgot about the, they forgot about the customers. No, they just go to where the money's at. So, so I originally had asked you, like, uh, the traveling series a few okay. years ago. Um, you... I really never liked traveling. Exactly. Series, that... And I told you guys exactly. it's bad for every racetrack in this state. You want to have a travel series, have a have a, um, a sprint car series, and have a super late model series, and be done with it. Everything else, keep those cars in, in your backyard where they belong. Because you know what? They get mad at me. They get mad at Don Run. They get mad at Bobby Deal. They get mad at this one, and they and they all hop around. Now, guy, you're paying three fifty for a gallon of gas, or four twenty dollars, four twenty for a, a gallon of diesel. These people can't afford that. They cannot do it. Now, John, it happen. John, with the state of the economy, how is it affecting your backbone classes at your track? It's affecting everything. It's affecting everything from from A to Z. I mean, I'm not selling. I'm not selling a lot of cars. I'm not selling a lot of gas. I'm not getting cars in the pits. I'm not getting fans in the stands. Anybody tells me that they're doing great, I'll call them a liar to their face because I'll put my P and L list against anybody and show them what's going on. It's not as much money as you think it is. It's tough. It's tough for everybody. And you're going to see a lot of layoffs. You're going to see a lot of different stuff happening. And people are going to be hurting. And, and you have never seen this before. And mark my words when I tell you what's going to happen here. Okay. Man, come on, guys. You're just a buzzkill, man. That's all. All right. You heard it here on Real Race of USA. Uh, I mean, you know, come on. We gotta, we gotta all. I try not to watch the news on purpose, so I don't have to listen to this kind of support. Crap. The now it's on my show. Now on my show, I'm having well, this to talk is, now, 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 this is a problem. It's really hard to support mom and pops for right. shops for things because I can't find any around that are going to have the items that I need. And, John, let me give you an example. Let me give you a really good example. This is right here at home. Go ahead. We were looking for a, to change a light in our house. We wanted a right. different kind of light. Right. We wanted to spend 50 to $60 on this light. If we could, we didn't want to go to Walmart and some cheap thing like that. We were looking for something a little nice. We didn't want to spend a lot of money, but we wanted right. a light. So we look in the yellow pages, and sure enough, we know where one lighting store is. They got Lighting Plus, where it has in Port Charlotte has every kind of light in it. It's down by the bowling alley. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right? Then there was another one because on Saturday afternoon at three o'clock, when all of us are off working, supposedly, <laughs> the freaking stores are closed, <laughs> and they're closed yeah. Sunday, and we're going. 
Why? Screw. Well, I'm telling you, these people no, down here in Florida. I don't, I don't believe it. You know, I, it's I'll crazy. Tell I'll tell you one thing, and and what that's really, you know, I I've seen this business throughout my years, and uh, you know what? I I think we all should have off Sunday, no matter what we do. Okay, but you know what? Because we have to pay the electric bill, and we got to pay the taxes, and we got to pay this, and we pay that. Everybody's got to work. Every store's got to be open seven days a week. You think that's fair? I don't think that's fair. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid. I know I remember when I was four. Well, I, I, I'll tell you what, though, John. People like me who work six days a week, Sunday is the only day we can get out and and run the errands and get things I done go to and church. go to and go I to go the church yep. and go you to the what? stores. Yep. You got to go to church on Sunday. Go ahead, John. You know why that's like that? Because people don't care anymore, and the, and the, and the politicians out there, they're just choking all of you, and you and you and you're taking it. We're all taking and you're, and you're taking it. Well, you're taking it too. <laughs> you're taking you it too. The country in between the buoys. Forget I about raising the back. I mean, how much you're going to raise the front gate? How much you're going to raise the back gate? You can't do that. It's like how much you're going to raise the gas? How much you're going to raise the milk, the bread, the eggs? How much you're going to raise on these people? You know what? If you had somebody running a country that could run the country between A and B and say, look, guys, we got $100 billion. That's all we got. Oh, oh well, we need another $10 billion. Well, we'll just raise the taxes. Bullshit. So, Excuse me. So you're going to run for governor, right? Just make money yeah. anyways. You're going to run I for... I'm going to run for president. What, are you kidding? I, why, why not go all the way to... Okay, okay. I thought maybe you are going to get your feet wet first, but I understand. There's that. never going to be an Italian running the our country. <laughs> Somebody's got to step up to the plate, no? I wish somebody would. Rob, you can't say that on this show. Why not? No, I'm not. T- I said Rob can't. I can say. He, he just said an Italian can't can't would never get elected president. Well, they, they uh, didn't they say a Catholic would never get elected, and then Kennedy. Yeah. Well, well they said a woman would never get elected. So, either. so what you're said a black guy would never be elected yeah. either, or a woman. So, John? A black guy, this one, that one. I mean, come on. Just somebody step up that can run it in between the bullies. That's all I'm asking. John, I have never heard you talk more about this kind of stuff, politics and stuff, than in the last couple of months, for real. Well, you know what? It, it, it's live. It's real. It's happening. Guys, it, it's there, and it's not going to go away. And so how does this affect? Common sense, man. Get some common sense. That's all I'm asking. They, they turn around. These girls beat up this other girl the other night on the TV, right? And they said, well, mm-hmm. we've got to look into this. Look into this. I said, what the hell are they going to look into? <laughs> Man, that, that, happens. that happens so much, that same stuff. But you know the song. big uproar over that incident that John's talking about now is that that Dr. Phil character yeah. went and bailed them all out. Just Why? one. He bailed one out. Why? Because they were going to do a show. Because they want, they, yeah, he wants to get them on his they show. they decided they weren't yeah, going to do a show. And, well, let's, let's, let's prosecute them. Oh, they're going to get you know, prosecuted. You, Those you girls are in around. trouble. Wait, wait, wait a minute, guys. If you went turn around and you robbed a bank and you had six friends with you, because everybody is, and you're in the group, don't you think everybody should be prosecuted the same way? Yes, without a doubt. Okay? What, what's the difference between this thing? You got a videotape. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Stop spending the money. Put them in jail and... See you later. Maybe people will realize what's going on here. So when you were robbing banks, what decisions did you make? What, me? <laughs> I, I never let them catch me. Well, I still say... You need to get your late model. John is... To the sort of speedway and race. And let me see... Let, let me see what you can do. That's what you need to do. You need well, to, I, every track that you I don't can need do. to impress you or anyone else. Stop no, it. No, you don't have to do I'm that. getting married on Saturday. Oh, oh congratulations. Yeah. 
See, I have that beautiful child already. I've got the cart way before the horse. and uh, put the cart before the horse. Uh, you know, but everything's working out good. And, uh, That's good. I'm happy for you. You know, the economy's so bad, I can't even afford to come to, the, to your racetrack. I'd like well, I'll to. I'll get you in for free. How's that? I know. I already know I have a free entry coming for, for the trivia question I answered last uh, year, but... Um, I, I can't the afford the, the gas. How about the fuel? Well, can, I, can I get some gas money? What am I, I going to do? I, don't worry. I'm, I'm working on a bus right now that we're going to bring people in from Tampa and people from Charlotte. We're working right. on a bus deal right now. It's going to be free of charge. Tampa. You can come to the races and, and see what's going on. Right. Oh, that's cool. You can have a trailer? You can have a tow, tow race car? Tow your race car up. <laughs> But that's that's true though. We all we all working on something. Like yes, that. yes, yes, he is. And uh, John, just so you know, I did mention it to uh, my GM there at the radio station. So uh, hopefully, we'll be getting in touch with you. So yeah. we're going to do some big races and, and and do some sprint car shows and some some um, <clears throat> all American Challenge Series races, supers, and you know, bring people in from Tampa, bring them in from Charlotte down that area, and show them you know you know a different racetrack. It's a good idea bring up here from Tampa because. That place is, you know, you used know, to be racing, but it's not anymore. You know, Tampa spent uh, $6,000 TDRA in advertising for the last race that we had. We had 32 sprint cars show up, and I begged them not to spend that kind of money. I said, guys, you're doing the wrong thing. It's too much. You know, and I had about 13, 1,400 people. But I didn't think it was worth to spend $6,000 to get 1,400 people. No, not unless you're getting yeah. about... Forty bucks a person. No, you know, but it was a lot of money. But I mean, they, you know, they they, they tried and they, they thought that would you know would would, would help it, help them and help the track and everything else. And I you know I was sorry to say, but you know when I told you so. But you know you only can do so much and you only can get so much blood out of a stone. Why do you think that the fan support at your track is low at times? Is do you do you live in a, a, a like a, not near a bunch of neighborhoods out there? Is where the track is? I, I have no idea. I mean, you know, you hear thousands and thousands of different excuses, and you know, when and you have Tampa, and you can go to Bush Gardens, you can go to a concert, you can go to the movies, you can go to all these different places. It's very hard to attract the people to get the dollar. I mean, there's so many. You know, you look around. There's so many stores empty. There's so many restaurants that are having a hard time. By me, it's, everybody's having a hard time. It's just not. It's just not something that we hide. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, you're not suicidal or anything, are you? What was that? Are you suicidal or anything? Suicidal? Yeah, what kind sound, of question is that? Well, he just sounds really down. He sounds really down about all the businesses not having anything going on. Look at the freaking newspaper, guys. Look at the look at the TV. This is uh, just a reminder, everybody. Why? This is the doc. This is this, this is the the Doctor Rob show. Why are they? Why are they? Are building? we no longer inside Florida racing? Because I'm confused. This is inside Florida politics. I... <laughs> <laughs> this is what you two have brought on me today. Okay, me? I certainly didn't bring any me? of this economy stuff in here. See, John. Oh, I could every time you come on this economy. show, you just cause havoc, man. What yeah, are we going to do? Listen, the, the bad economy doesn't have anything to do with your rich racers that come to your racetrack. My rich racers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. There's always going to be guys that want to race, but it's the actual fans that come there, I think, is uh, the issue at hand, that if you could get more fans there and – I think that, like you said, uh, we're all going to come. We're all going to from all. I, I, I can tell you one thing, guys. If I have fourteen, fifteen hundred people a week, I could make a good living. 
I, I don't need 3,000 people. Believe me, I don't want 3,000 people every week. I can't handle them. Oh, it's crazy. Too many hot dogs. The toilets overflow. I mean, you have no, too oh, much money. Wrong with the toilet? So I fix fix that real fast. <laughs> and you know, um, we fix that problem. So I don't have. I I very. I don't think we're going to ever have that problem again because I dug up every pipe in that place. And I said, I'm going to find out why this is doing this. And I figured it out. Did you get a permit for that? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Um, Kreskin, we call him. <laughs> John, John Kreskin. Sapricone. That was um, John Sapricone, uh, the owner and... Um, race director, uh, the one all to do all, the one that, who is in charge of DeSoto Super Speedway, and uh, that was a conversation we had in April. The week of your wedding. Of, uh, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. It was April, uh, what did I say, 14th? Yeah, yeah. It, was the, so it, was, it was the Monday right before Rob's wedding. So, um, that's right. You mentioned that. I cut that part out. Mm-hmm. You, that's right. It was. It was. Well, but yeah. we're in a mess. What's that? Wait a minute. That's not April this year. I was April last no. year. No, it was April this year, right before you it was got right married. Before your Rob. Wedding. You mentioned it on this show. It's, that it's mentioned in the show. Oh. Okay. So of course, anyway. I was listening. You can tell. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, <laughs> so now things have deteriorated to that point that he was talking about. Only, and it we all know it hasn't hit the bottom yet. Yeah, it's it is what it is, man. And he's been through it three times in his lifetime. <laughs> We're still trying to figure out how, how that's possible. What, you know, what I know years? what he was. He wasn't referring to. What decade? I, I know exactly what he was. Th- he was talking about. You know, talking about the ups and downs of the. Track. He was, yeah, he was talking about the ups and downs of the United States economy. He was referring to like the gas deal in the early seventies and the recession of the early eighties or whatever. That's what he. Was yeah, John is eighty. I didn't realize he was that old. You know, he really looks hides his age well. So, you know, he's been through a few things. The thirties was probably rough on him. And so uh, the yeah, bottom was, line is, is that you know from. <laughs> From Orlando and New, just to give you an example, Rob, Orlando and New Smyrna in this state right now. Orlando, if if uh, if Robert Hart did not own that track, it would be closed. If he didn't own New Smyrna, it would be closed because they they both like Orlando or New Smyrna. They do pretty good during the Winter Nationals, but Robert doesn't make money the rest of the year. He keeps it open because he can afford to. He's been able to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He can afford to keep it open because, you know, he's he's obviously a man of means. You know? So that's two examples. If somebody else owned those tracks, they'd have been closed a long time ago. So How- a true business owner, a businessman, would look at any one of these tracks and just walk away from it and just say that it's not a viable business to make money on. Well, unless it was like, uh, you know, somebody who was, uh, yeah. I think that's true in a lot of cases, don't you? I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, this is such a tough situation, you know, because I personally I hate to see, you know, these racetracks and the times that they are. And if I look, if I if we go back and we we listen to um, some of our past interviews, let's say I'll take an example, a past interview, say with, um, uh, say Critter, okay? Yes. Over there at Citrus. Um, I remember the last interview I had with him. Uh, I remember we talked about 
Because something I always remember about Citrus when I used to race there, there's always a lot of fans there, always very excited and everything. And when we were talking to Critter, I remember that he wasn't real excited about the fans that were there. And he said that the fans had kind of dropped off and <clears throat> things had kind of dropped off around, you know, Citrus County Speedway. And that was probably four months ago, three months well, ago. Well, guess whatever. what? As of a week ago, as of this week, I talked to Critter. It's worse. So if you hear that, okay, we know John's state of affairs because his state of affairs has gotten worse since this recording that we just did. We know that Citrus' state of affairs has gotten worse. It's very evident that Bronson Motor Speedway, that their state of affairs have brought them to an end because they got for sale signs up. Um, we're going to find out from these folks. All I can tell you is you need to stay tuned in over the next few weeks, and we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty with these track owners, these promoters. We're going to get some honesty out of them. And folks, you might be asking yourself, well, why why are you guys hashing this stuff up? I think, and Jack thinks, Cece as well, I'm sure, is that if something isn't done and it's not really brought to the forefront, yeah, that there won't be um, a racetrack for me to go spin out on five times in a race. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. There'll be no place for me to go on a Saturday night. And watch such a thing. And watch Ex- that kind of thing happen. Exactly. And a silly example of that is, uh, Rob, you know, you've heard this. I don't know if you've ever done it. I kind of doubt that you've ever done it, but you may have. Where um, I am a, 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 a driver, so. A driver tells a track owner, that if you don't do something this way, that way, or the yeah, other way, I'm way. never coming back to your track. It's the last time oh, you'll see me here. The last here. time you'll see me here. Well, see, that used to be something that track owners would go, you know, okay, they'd try to figure it, or they'd say, screw you, don't come back, or whatever. Now, they look at that and go, that ain't, that's coming out of left field. If you had any idea, dude, how close this track is to closing, you wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, they What they don't realize is... That I mean, just this year, look, there was no big build-up or fanfare. We wrote about a year ago, a year and a half ago, about Lakeland closing. And many other people did as well. And it came, came up, no fanfare, closed, had one weekend of grief. It's gone, man. And that quick. This can happen all over the state. There isn't any track in this state except for maybe, there may be a couple of them. Maybe a couple that can withstand what we're going going through right now for any more length of time than maybe a year. I mean, there's just no way they can withstand it. They've got to be like Robert Hart and have means to be able to not make money. Yeah. Because basically they're not making money. I know they're not making money at Charlotte. They're not making money at Soto. Not making money at Citrus. Bronson obviously ain't making money. No. Ocala? It's up and down. I mean, it's really, really. excited because he's still dirty. No, 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 it's not good. No, 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 absolutely. It's not good. It's not good anywhere. Except for at East Bay. Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Special events, maybe. How are their regular nights doing? Regular night, you know, they don't. They run late models and sprint cars all the time, though, at East Bay, don't they? Yeah, but, you know. Didn't they say their attendance was up? About fifteen percent. Yeah, maybe somebody weekend. somebody told us that. You know, we'd have to actually do a incognito look over there on the regular. But the expenses, night. you know, the expenses at even at East Bay, they're huge. I think at any racetrack, I mean, any any business a racetrack, you've got to have a ton of people there. 
I see, the least people that you could use they're to run a racetrack a, is probably 50. They're going to bring 50 people working. In, in October, they're going to bring an event to Charlotte County Motorsports Park, a national event. The purse is somewhere around $20,000 for the event. You know, it's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. What is it? A monster truck show or? ASA. It's a late model race. ASA for late sake. models. $20,000. It's crazy. It's nuts. You know, it's silly. It's beyond. Well, I bet Bobby can't you know, wait for you that. Got, you got guys. You, go ahead, no, Cece. No, I was going to say, and, and there's, there's the, the trickle-down effect from this because when the tracks aren't doing well, bills aren't getting paid, which means um, tire companies, beer companies, um, exactly. venues that they use for advertising, bills aren't getting paid. So that's hurting a whole nother sector. And and if the tracks start closing down, now, granted, I, I would think that if – if um, if DeSoto were to close, it would probably have a benefit beneficial ripple to maybe Auburndale or, or, Charlotte. or to Charlotte for a small but for, for, for but, a small what we small point what we what we found when tracks closed and there's always exceptions to everything but mm-hmm. generally and uh, John Barker from Lakeland Ledger myself Rick Angies and some other people have studied this and we've interviewed people and checked out like what goes on. Basically, what we've found over and over is that when a track closed, 30% of the drivers quit immediately. Really? They park it. That's it. They're done. They go bass fishing or whatever. Well, that's because their wives say, that's yep. it. It that's closed. It. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's you ain't it. racing he no it. more. He hit it right on the nose. Then the other thir- another 30% um, lasts about a year and go into other places. Mm-hmm. And then the traveling and the other factors that come into it, it's not their place. You know, the the thrill is gone, and they're gone, and it leaves about another 30%. And then you factor in there's a five-year average pretty much across the board, a five-year average lifespan of a race car driver. They're in the game for five years on average. That's how long the average guy hangs out in his hobby. And, you know, there's exceptions to that, and there's people mm-hmm. who don't make it even that long. But you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you factor that in, and actually nobody gains in the long run when a track closed. No, the other ownerships do not gain in the long run. So Things are so bad, and taxes are so high, um, and the money's not coming in, that you might just see some of these guys put it on hold for a little while. I mean, a guy like John, okay, he's an example. He owns his racetrack, okay? So he, he could say, I'm going to close these doors up. And I'm going to grow hay on it, and I'm going to bale hay and pay my taxes. I'm going to green belt it. I'll yep. put cows on it. Yeah. Okay. And maybe in a few years, two years or so, open it back up. Or the whole time he's going to have it for sale. But a guy like John, he's going to want good money for that racetrack. A guy like Mike Cope, he's going to want good money for his racetrack. Absolutely. So the racetracks are going to sit just like the race cars sit. Mm-hmm. We've seen that over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sunshine Speedway is still sitting. It's Sit- just sitting there waiting. I do believe St. Augustine is still capital. sitting. Yeah, St. Augustine. Really nice racetrack is sitting. Um, there's, there's always going to be a businessman that's going to be ready to step up and want to own a racetrack. I think their livelihood... Is shorter than the cars. When you say guys well, racing cars, it's five you, years. Yeah, you've seen that over. They have the a last, big plan. John yeah. had a big plan going in there. Now he's been there for 10, 11 years or eight. nine years. That's right. Eight. It was eight last year, eight. or it's getting there. Mm-hmm. It's getting so, 
he's probably really getting worn thin on low car count, low people in the stands. Yep. I think that he's ready to hear a viable answer to his problem. John said today, uh, if somebody brought him a reasonable offer, he's ready to go. Not exact words, but basically he said, somebody bring me an offer, I'm ready, I'm done. Uh, and I think yeah. that offer could also mean if somebody wanted to lease the place and take it and think that they could do a better job. Because if there's one thing that these track owners, are, especially a guy like him that owns the place, people start coming up telling him how he should be doing things, he'd probably say, hey, hey, here's a piece of paper right here. <laughs> Sign your name on the dotted line right here. And you can have it for X amount of dollars a month, and let's see what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. But the glass is always half, half full, you know. And or it's greener. Grass always greener. When you on go, the other side. no, seriously, when you go around the, the state of Florida and you go to the different tracks, you find pockets of excitement. You know, you find the guy that just came out and started racing, like in the last couple of years, he has a tremendous amount of excitement. There's a lot of excitement with sponsorship, and there is a great deal of positives on the other side. So it's not all doom and gloom. But I think, and you know, this is stuff we can argue about and talk about over the next coming weeks with owners and, and drivers and other people. But there's three areas where I think that serious, just there has to be some serious attention paid to these. One is the purse structures and the whole concept of purses. I think there's owners already looking at that and figuring out ways to, to reduce that and uh, deal with that because the purses... The, the, the front great gate promotion, meeting after meeting after meeting is held with between track owners, between track owners and their staffs. And the amount of discussion that goes on about putting people in the front gate is ludicrous. There's not a track owner in this state that has a, a person on their staff whose only and sole job is to put people in the front gate. Oh, yeah, the there fr- is. The front, New Smyrna. the front gate is not being addressed. That's not his only and sole job. If, if I'm wrong, he can call and no, correct me. No, what I'm saying me. is they just they hired a guy yeah, but that's, that's not his be only, doing marketing. And that's, I think that's, that's not his only job. His job is also to get out there and sell sponsorship and all of that. I, okay? think, it's a, I think it's a good idea that it's getting on the, and, uh, on the better right track. And, yeah. and then the third, the third uh, area is the ticket pricing. Hey, how does Orlando do for people in the stands? They're lucky if they have 200 people in the Now, they're Friday stands. night. Wow. They're Friday night yeah. racers? Yeah. yeah. I th- Listen, Jack, if there's one thing that you're right on, because you're not right about much. Right. <laughs> but it's that, okay, is that I, much as I like John, much as I like Bobby Deal, I really think that if they'd step back and put it in the control of a real manager, because a real manager isn't a guy like me that's a race car driver, okay, a real manager is a guy that knows how to manage money, <laughs> business. You need a guy that's like a business finance major, okay? Because if there's one thing that a racetrack is, Jack, that you can probably attest to, that is a place where a lot of money comes through it. A lot of cash. Well, a lot of the guys, a lot of, checks, a lot of the owners lot are of good money. businessmen. A lot of them are good at handling finances and all of that, and they understand all that. But one thing that they almost all have in common is that they're all horrible at putting people in the front front grandstand. I mean, on a consistent basis. That's because they want to do everything their own way. Yeah, exactly. Right. But and those they, are the three areas that I think 
that it seems to me from from talking to the owners and looking at the situation ourselves and having talked to all the people is the front gate, the pricing of tickets, and the purses. They're paying too much in purses, for God's sake. They're I, just paying too and much. And I think I think that in this day and time that they do need to restructure the purse game. And I've always been under – this is what I think as a race car driver, okay? And I'm not going to say something what most of you think I'm going to say. So they need to raise the purses. That's not. What they need to do is you need to pay everybody that comes that's going to race in the class the same amount of money. Okay? Pay them all the same amount of money. That way, everybody gets enough money to keep their car running. Mm -hmm. The guy that happens to win, you give him a couple tires, you give him something, something to make him happy. Now, I'm talking about in the late model realm is what I'm talking about. These races, like he's talking about, they're gonna have a late model race and have twenty thousand dollar purse. You know what? Yeah, same race. You cut that purse in half, pay a ten thousand dollar person. If you split that up between twenty cars that showed up, okay, there's gonna be a couple of them guys that got like NASCAR money put in their cars that are gonna be really mad about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, forget them. But the most of the people are not those guys. Most yeah. of the people are those guys. That are only going to go home with three hundred dollars or four hundred dollars, anyways. So then, that's so with a late model. Yeah, and that's a late model. But in every class, they could do this, CC, because okay. you know, I would say, take a road warrior class. I do not know the structure payout of road warrior. I remember what my structure payout was for street stocks at Sunshine Speedway, and I remember that we were out there running. I think for one hundred and ten dollars for first place or something. And, and, and what do you think about just going down to trophies like they were well, ex- talking about for, like, exactly. Thunder Trucks when in, the classes have... In, there are, there's at least... If there's a points fund, yes. There, exactly. Okay, there, if there's a points fund. There, there are tracks around the country that for years and years and years have been running. Most of their classes run for trophies. That's common. I mean, it's not common, but it, it's done. It's been very successful. That's one of the things that a couple of the owners have... Like, like, imagine this. This was pointed out to me, and I never really thought about it. One of the owners said, what other hobby is there where some business subsidizes their hobby and then pays insurance for them on top? I didn't understand that. Well, oh, you I see it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah because you're talking, it, it's a, you could have a hobby of, of kayaking or, or bass fishing, right. and, and nobody is... is subsidizing you to go do that and paying your insurance on your boat to go to go fishing so you could race car driver shows up to race his uh, street stock and he's going to get some money back for it showing up okay he pays he pays for the privilege of using the facility okay and this is this is just one perspective that was presented to me um i'm not saying i agree with this i'm just saying this is what the perspective is is the guy shows up to use the facility to get his thrill of speed or whatever it is, competition. And the track owner gives him some money back at the end of the night. In other words, he's subsidizing the guy's hobby, and he pays the guy's insurance. Now, the driver, of course, can say, yeah, but I'm your entertainment. But then the owner can also come back and say, yeah, but I don't need you. And he says, oh, yeah, well, how are you going to have your racetrack running if I'm not here? John Sapricone can close his racetrack 40 weeks of the year and have some special events like um, Crash-O-Ramas. He can do five or six of them and make more money than he's making now. 
Might be, yeah. Oh, not might be, can. Yeah. In good times, though, when people liked going to the races, you couldn't have done that. If we were filling the grandstands with people and having a lot more excitement. Because well, there's, a little, bit difference. there's you... a little bit difference between the kayaking and the boating and stuff because the only thing that's different is, is if you were doing kayaking and boating and you were going to an event where they were charging money at the gate to come in and then there was a guy that was selling concession and making, you know, all this money was being made. That's true. That's, then, the, uh, that's, that's exactly that's, right. But that's where I come in with, instead of paying this huge purse where you're, he's so, you get worried about having these big name guys that show up. Well, those big name guys are the ones that cost you money. Right. Where you could have the same guys show up other than maybe two or three of these guys that are only going to come if there's $3,000 to win because they're the only ones that are going to win. So it could it could cut a lot of money out of it. I, I know at Sunshine Speedway, they didn't pay the kind of purses that they pay at a lot of these racetracks week after week. They only ran two late model races during the year, CC Two. Well, that's what I was just thinking. If you... If you cut back on how often the races are, you will sort of build a demanded interest because it's it's not there. It's not as readily available. So people would be planning, and the excitement would be there. Oh, gee, you know. Or leave room so, for other so, stuff. So, so, these, up. so these are some of the issues. These are This is the basic situation. It's a mess. It's a disaster. And it's coming to an end unless something is done. These are some of the issues, and over the next four or five weeks, this is what we're going to talk about with owners. If you're a race car driver, what's your email, what's the email address is here? Um, you drive a race car or own a car or a sponsor or have something, a fan, you have something to say, send us an email. Let us know you your can, ideas. You can email me at cc at wikx.com. That's c-e-c-e at wikx.com. And, by the way, Andy, if you're listening, uh, we'll have some bumper stickers in the mail to you this week. Or you can send an email to feedback at realracingusa.com. Or to Rob Elting at AOL.com. If uh, you got anything to say about this, you know, I'd like to hear some different ideas that people might have. Uh, you know, really, uh, it's going to come down to talking to these owners and throwing some of these ideas at them. And I want to see what they say about it, you know, on the air um, when they're hit with some of these ideas because I – you know, with uh, the new season's going to start, I mean, this one's going to end, and the new season's being prepared for next year. Well, I sure wouldn't want to be one of these track owners thinking about next no, year. No, no. And I know that none of them are. No, and, and the driver's promoter... got to understand, these guys are not the bad guys here. No. I mean, you know, whether you have personality conflict with some of them or not as a driver or whatever, these are not the bad guys, man. These are the guys... They must be passionate about racing because they're losing lots of John money. John Sapricone would not be doing what he's doing if he didn't love the uh, hell out of racing. I think period. so. I think Absolutely. so. Absolutely. And uh, I want to make sure that these owners and promoters know that this is no way, in, in no way, shape, or form, some kind of feeble attempt to downgrade any of the tracks. The, 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 no. the truth, the reality behind it is they've all been downgraded by our society and the economy. So. Yeah, but if you're a track owner or promoter, you need to start listening and start realizing that, you know, the voices out here are the ones that are, you know, are going to keep your track, you know, open. Mm -hmm. The fans, the drivers, you know, uh, I don't know, man. It's a sad state of affairs, and it's 9-15. And before I go, guys, I want to remind you that it is the end of the month. It is the end of September. We need to start thinking about a 
Pandora Jeweler September Driver of the Month. And How about we leave it up to you guys out there? You guys tell us who the Driver of the Month is. And you can do that by uh, posting something on our on the forums. You can on our message boards. You can email us. Um, just let us know who you think deserves to be the September Driver of the Month for the Pandora Jeweler Inside Florida Race. If they didn't win a race, okay, not one race during the month of September, do not. <laughs> no, they need Send to have won some races, okay? I would only say that, only say that because we get a lot of we get a lot of uh, emails from people that of guys that were great racer at the beginning of the year and they're having a hard time. We've had to win races in September and uh, we look forward to receiving your emails and uh, looking for your messages up on the uh, message board and being back with you again Monday night. Help us find a solution. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. And uh, we'll support your local racetrack. Keep listening. The we're singers in the same band. Spirits on the Ragged voices, heaven sent Singing hallelujah Yeah, they're dancing in the aisle Ronnie was a barefoot child An angel's voice and the devil's smile We only had him for a little while But the world still sings a song And the day the creeper died With a rugged cross we cried Said you gotta carry on and on And we are brothers of the Southland We're singers in the same band Spirits on the wind Whoa, standing on the stage together Our song goes on forever We're part of heaven's plan We're brothers of Southland, brothers of the Southland.